feels so good to be alive. One, two, three, four, five. Let's drive, 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 drive. It feels so good to be alive. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Well, then it's one, two, three, four, five. Let's. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake, he is Sal, and together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Show episode number 364. I'm your host, Blake, and it is gorgeous here today. I'm loving this. Got the windows open and the door open. So if you hear your kids in the background, that's why. Let me get on my co-host. First of all, the biggest deal on podcasting. I'm fresh in, in dog coin to the moon. Big Sal, how you doing? What the fuck was that intro? Um, so I, just to explain that, that was from a punishment of practical jokers two weeks ago. That Q had to drive around doing deliveries to, with that song with with a puppet dancing to that song for eleven straight hours. <laughs> just those, just that like three minute span for eleven straight hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, uh, let's bring on the man who might be eating nuts. It has nuts in his mouth. The biggest the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Dad. How you doing? <laughs> doing great on this wonderful day. Couldn't be better. <laughs> Funny how you were saying nuts in his mouth and then started to say the biggest deal in podcast. I, <laughs> I caught that. I caught that. Well, it's a shoe fence. <laughs> Sal, what song are we opening to? Um, so Post Malone, aka Posty, for some strange reason, for the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Decided to re-record Hootie and the Blowfishes. I only want to be with you because that was the number one song in the country the day Pokemon came out. Oh, that's the reason behind it. Yeah, that's, I was wondering what the reason behind it's just, it was. It's so random. I like it. But I like <laughs> At least it do lot. the Pokemon theme song or something. <laughs> I did not expect this year Post Malone. Only want to be with you. That's just, that's something I expected. Um, <laughs> but I really like this. The only thing that bothers me is that they she changed the line. Um, dolphins cry and a cowboy's cry, and that really bugs me. Well, because the cowboys <laughs> suck now, not the, not the dolphins. <laughs> oh, that's fine. 
So, and there's an the angry dog doggy in the background. background. Don't mind the dog in the background. Um, I think CJ's back with his friend. So let's just ignore that. All right. Speaking of which, let's get into this. This is going to be a jam-packed show today. There's a lot going on today. A lot going on. So let's get right into things. Help support the show. In fact, all the platforms you can find the show and other projects we work on, including DeFi the Money Ducks, at theblakeandstouthville.com. Sal? Uh, yes, and you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, Doge coins, and more. <laughs> from our T Public store, click on the T Public link on our website, or go to T Public and search the Blake and Sal Show. And also, you can go to blowthecollar.com. Uh, they only have shirts, so you can't find um, garbage pails and uh, refrigerators and um, paint cans. Um, you can just search the show there for strictly shirts. Hey, what about the Blake and Zell show wallet that we've got coming? That whole item is actually available. Um, by the way, made by Tiffany's. We're doing a doing a visual joke that no one understands. That's the best part. We're doing a visual joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's going to come up? So we'll come back. We have some housekeeping to do. I got what's going on with this barking behind me. So we'll come back for the break. We'll right back. All right. We have some housekeeping to do. It, a, a lot, a bunch of stuff's going on. So I do want to cover it here. First of all, last week. Um, we took the week off, and I hope everyone enjoyed our Patreon best of show that I put together. Um, it was a bunch of unheard stuff on the free side of things. I got two more of those saved for upcoming months throughout the throughout the rest of the year. I think I think I know when one's going to go up. As long as WWE's um, pay per view schedule, they go all all crazy on me. Um, <laughs> we'll find out that when we get that closer. Um, another the other thing I want to bring up: uh, if you look at your feed right now, you go to the feed, refresh your feed, and go to the bottom and scroll up you will see a whole bunch of extra stuff. Um, hard, behind the scenes over the last few months, I wanted to get this done before our anniversary. Um, you can actually see every single show we did from over from the Building the Filling the Void days, starting from episode 162 on. Every single episode is back on our feed where it belongs, including all the episodes of Pucks and Polishes, Like Follow Like Sun, Pod on Pod, and con shows from, from episode 162 on are now on our main feed. So cool. Everything's in one place. Everything here. It's nice. I'm trying to get our stuff from before. I'm working on that. But I figured let me at least get the filling the void stuff up. So now all of our work is really in one place. So I worked hard on that. So I wanted to make sure everyone knew that. It's um, like our move to Peacock. <laughs> yes. I got an email about that, by the way. Well, well you know, it's going. Yeah. You know, the pepperoni profit can always like bless the, the podcast. <laughs> I found audio of that. I have to bring, I find that audio. I found some old audio. It's really funny to hear that. An old <laughs> intro. Even for anniversary, I'll break out one of our old intros because the pepperoni profit <laughs> makes no sense now. Talk about, <laughs> about a throwback. Yeah, I'll have to bring that back. Our anniversary week, I'll have to bring that back. Um, so, anyway, one last thing we always say, we always tell people, interview, interview, over there. So, all the good things you do, we wanna thank you for all the good things you do. We wanna thank you for all the good things you do. We wanna thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks a lot, thank you. Yeah, I believe in us. Sal, you said a couple months ago that you're gonna have somebody adding a review to us on Apple Podcast. It's a long one, so. Sal, I'll let you read this one. I cracked up laughing and reading this. Dad has not heard this yet. So go ahead, Sal. Read it. So uh, apparently there's a delay because this was submitted back in January and we got it in March. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell happened there. 
Um, in the U.S. Uh, mail. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story, side note, I had to mail something to Washington State, and it took 16 days to get there. What? I wanted to point that out. <laughs> don't know why, but days? 16 days to get there. Wow. Um, so, and then, yeah. And, and you, you sent that, like, two-day express, right? Uh, I um, no, it was it should have been like five days. Well, there you go. And oh. so I should get like you know some money back anyway. Um, now, just so you so, know, because it is a long thing. It's like on the left is paragraph one two, and on the right is three four. Just so you know. Okay, it makes sense as you read it. Okay. So we got a five star review, ladies wow. and gentlemen. Um, and as I always beg and plead, just give us a fucking review, please. Okay, so um. And I quote, uh, first, I would like to put out a warning to all new listeners. This podcast may cause laughter hard enough to make you pee a little. Fact. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The combination of random topics and off-the-cuff comments is superb comedy and makes me feel like I'm hanging out with my best friend that I grew up with. The show show covers a wide spectrum of topics like movies, sports, sports entertainment, pop culture, yada, yada, yada. Uh, The list can go on. Uh, this is good if you want a var- if you want variety in a podcast and not the same nonsense every episode. Also, a fact: uh, Blake has a contagious personality and will have you giggling from start to finish. In fact, I would, I would, uh, excuse me, I will like to suggest my own Blake drinking game. Take a shot or chug if your preferred adult be- of your preferred adult beverage. Whenever you hear the following: Blake laughing or giggling hard. Uh, you know it when you hear it. <laughs> and then when Blake says, fair enough, which he does say a lot, um, <laughs> you will be warm and toasty halfway through the show. <laughs> now, I want to pause a second. I want to pause a second. At work, I have a friend at work that makes fun of me for saying fair enough all the time. I did not realize that said that's so much. <laughs> I realized wait, that wait, 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 I said a lot. Wait a minute. <laughs> did he just say fair enough? But I'll just make fun of it. The fact that my best friend it still counts. Also makes fun of it. It's funny to me. Continue. <laughs> um, Dad is your perfect definition of a father in the Midwest. He resembles George White as Bob Swirsky and uh, SNL skit. The Bears, not Bears. Uh, the Bears. I am Jersey born and raised, but reside now in the suburb of Chi-Town. And when I hear Dad, it sounds like he is a guy sitting next to me at the bar. Uh, trying to sell me a car. <laughs> I only assume he does the show with a beer in one hand. <laughs> and follows you the other. Obviously, it did good mustache. <laughs> uh, and, and lastly, Sal is the sunshine after the storm. I feel that dude may be the stud of the show. Thank you very much. Uh, probably in real life. Definitely not. Um, his comments and off-the-cuff remarks are phenomenal. A side game to uh, drink along to is uh, to take a shot or chug whenever Sal says, wow, or oy vey. I do say oy vey a lot. Um, <laughs> no. His sense of humor uh, and reviews movies and shows uh take cake mm, cake i like cake chocolate cake no no marble oh wait vanilla icing <laughs> and the little chocolate chips that you can't afford anymore because they stopped making them damn it betty crocker freaking betty crocker oh sorry got sidetracked listen to the show seriously 
<laughs> I loved it. I, I I cracked up laughing reading that. That was so fantastic. So that was at Matt Lanza, by the way. Hey, hey, hey Shell. Podcast. Hey, Shell. Tell your mom thank you. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> that was such a funny review. Thank you so much, Matt. People, a great review. We'll read them on the show, I promise. See, I told you we would read it. And that was a long one, and it was worth it. That was so good. <laughs> I, I have to get my beer and polish. Oh my god, that was so fun! You, you're trying to sell them a car. We're trying to part of that. That was my favorite part. You, you give oh, me enough time, I'll sell a refrigerator to an Eskimo. Oh, funny. All right. Um. Well, before we continue on, our, our our first guest of the show actually just jumped into the waiting room. What perfect timing! Top Let's of the hour. In. Let's bring him in, and I will hit his music. Um, I, I don't know if he's joining us a video or not. We'll find out in a minute. But I will hit his music. Step off, you kill the next one and I'm gonna kill you. Don't believe it, but I'm betting that you will. Step off, I'll let you live a little bit with the pain that I'm bringing. You know it's only the beginning. Step off. You're the next one and I'm about to kill You don't believe it, but I'm betting that you will Stop, no, I'll let you live a little bit with the pain And I'm praying, you know it's only the beginning All right, let's bring in the assistant editor from the PW Torch The one and only, Zach Hadarn. Zach, how you doing? I am doing great, man Thanks so much for having me Great to, great to talk to you as always Glad to be back yes, um, Don't mind the barking dogs behind me here Yeah, I don't know what's going on uh, he's just happy to see me. That's all. <laughs> we have two dogs here that are like, apparently they're, CJ came back with his friends and they're barking and it's going to be a fun show. We'll be a barking dog and doors open and windows open and it's going to be a fun <laughs> time around here. So Zach, welcome to the show. We actually were just getting into our first topic after doing a review. Actually, before we do that, hang on a second. Before we do that, we do have our second guest on the line. We have a, I told you, told you the top of the show, guys. We have a jam-packed Woo-hoo! show. We have a jam-packed hey. show. So let's actually introduce our second guest. Returning to the show. From that minute and Hedwig into I angry into John Parker. John, how you doing? Hey, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. I'm very, very excited about this pay per view. Yes, and we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Um, how do you like mm-hmm. your new music? We had a retire your old music, so brought us some new music for you. <laughs> that was amazing. I'm I'm into that. <laughs> I understand why you changed it as well. <laughs> yes, I figured you'd like that. <laughs> I figured you'd like that one a lot. So yes. We're here. We're about to get into our first official topic. Um, I do want to bring up one thing here before we get to the wrestling stuff. Um, really we're about to bring up. In the New York, New Jersey area, fans are allowed in the building. Sal, how did it feel to watch the Devils game last night and actually have people in the building? Uh, I'm not going to lie. It felt weird. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so used to like these arenas being completely empty that like, actual like non-cardboard cutout people are in in the building and like making noise it was it, it was nice i'm not gonna lie it was weird but it was nice that's good to know yeah it was it was weird seeing pictures like i'm seeing all these pictures like 
here's the here's the bunch of people, here's the crowd. Like, wait, what? What's going on? So uh, I just wanted to bring that up before we went into the wrestling section for our show. So let me hit this and we'll get into the we have a lot to get into and a lot to discuss and like late breaking news as of this morning when I updated the run sheet. So let's do this. Right? On purpose. Ah. It's the way for the nature boy Rick Flair to come on here and say a thing or two. You all deserve this. Under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> Oh, what a rush! Oh, get the lecture! It's me! But don't worry, you couldn't see the commando! And that's the bottom line! Because Stone Cold said so! Akuna Matata! What a wonderful phrase! <laughs> Stop! Listen! Because... Because... Lance Catamaran. <laughs> Sorry about Sal. That's called I, I have a blooper wheel at the end of every episode lately, so I'll just throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I do not mind embarrassing myself in a blooper wheel at the end of the show. <laughs> okay. Never do. All right. Sal. <laughs> why don't you take it away for the news? And actually, Sal, because we were off for two weeks. I guess I should do this too. So what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> appropriate uh so new japan pro wrestling announced that they have officially unified the iwgb heavyweight and intercontinental championship making kota Ibushi the first iwgp world heavyweight champion yeah this is a big deal for the new japan side of things dad what do you think i think it was a matter of time before they did it only because other wrestling organizations does something similar and i think basically to have a Defined championship belt basically shows that there's only one true champion within the organization. That's true. It's just it's weird that they did this after like uh, um, NATO had the belt, Evil had the belts, and now Abuchi had the belts. And now it's like, let's combine them. Now yeah. let's combine them because apparently he's small. He didn't want to carry around both belts. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zach, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of think the same thing. I think it works for that reason. It kind of signifies, okay, one key champion in the company. And also as they as that company, as New Japan keeps ex- you know, expanding, they got the, the presence, you know, the British Championship, they got the United States Championship. It like it elevates those titles too. It makes those titles more important, you know, right below the IWGP World Heavyweight. Um, it kind of puts some emphasis on on those belts without that the IC title there. So it's a little little bummer. I mean, there's some just some great lineage around that that title with some great matches. But I, I think seeing where New Japan's going as a company, it it, 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 it makes sense as as unfortunate as it might be. Valid point. Valid point. Um John, I'm not even sure. I how in New New Japan are you? Well, I mean I am wearing this uh Bullet Club t shirt. So <laughs> um I do I do like New Japan. I don't watch it regularly at the moment but that's just because of time um so i I am a bit upset because i do love them having the intercontinental championship their version of it is so cool like new japan is one of the few companies i think who have justified having this many belts like you (laughs) normally if a company had this many titles you'd be like what are they doing this is stupid but they've pulled it off like uh, but I, i get it as well like it makes sense you want one 
big champion you as your figurehead and uh, as Zach said, they've brought in a few other titles lately, so streamline it a little bit. I, I get it, but it's uh, it's had a good run. I'm going to miss it. I guess that means that the U.S. and the um, Never Open Weight are now like the two and three belts now, which is crazy hmm. if you say that. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> so, hey, whatever works. Especially well, since just... now, that, now that Moxie is, re- is actually defending the belt. So <laughs> finally, right? <laughs> so. All right, Sal, you broke this one to me last night, and then I actually kept hearing it everywhere else, so I had to throw it on the run sheet because it's it's just, I'm hearing it everywhere. So go ahead, Sal. Yeah, I told you. I was right. Uh, there is a rumor that NXT will be moving to Tuesdays uh, starting on April 13th, pending an official WWE announcement. Yeah, this is a big deal. This is a very big deal. Um, to no longer be head down with AEW after WrestleMania. I, I, I'm not sure how to feel about this. Dak, what do you know about this? Well, yeah, I mean, it has to do with, or the rumor has to do with a couple things. One, the fact that, um, you know, the NBC Sports is moving some of their hockey content um, to Wednesday nights on the USA Network. So that that certainly plays into it. So there is a logistical piece to this as far as that, you know, the, the business workings of that go that, that almost forces WWE's hand at this. But, and at the, but at the same time, though, it's big because you know, you're getting NXT to break away. And uh, presumably, because it breaks away, I know you're asking people to take more time out of their week to watch, to watch professional wrestling. But, um, you know, you're going to probably get more eyeballs on that show. And I think ultimately, you know, as fun as it is to kind of talk ratings and the Wednesday Night War, AEW versus NXT, you know, you still want, as a company, the most eyes on your product as, as possible. And I think now we're going to get, they're going to get that with NXT. However, you know, the one thing that, that will be interesting to watch is how high does AEW get now um, on Wednesday nights without, you know, that competition. I think for a year plus, we've seen, you know, the, the wrestling fan habit to watch one of the two shows on, on Wednesday nights. And so now with only one there, you know, you could see a sizable increase in AEW's viewership um, on Wednesday nights because, you know, one of the strategies for putting NXT there was to just kind of blunt um, AEW's growth. Well, if they're on Tuesdays, like now that's uncapped and, and now they're, they, that show and that company can really um, get off to the races and, and, and grow. So, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to watch, but I think ultimately it, it's a smart move because both – I don't know how much – they could have grown if they both stay on the same night. It's just you're competing for the same the same eyes, right? Yeah. And it's funny because I'm I'm actually one of the people here that watches both shows that I actually try to watch both back to back on Wednesdays. On <laughs> both yeah. weeks, I try and <laughs> I fail, but sometimes I try. <laughs> and, um, and what's rough for me is like it, it's one thing because I, 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 for those who don't know my work schedule, every other Thursday I'm off, so I can stay up Wednesday night. And watch both shows, and it's not a big lucky. Thing. But <laughs> a week like this that I'm on right now, I work on Thursday, so oh. like it's a pain in the butt to stay up and try to watch both shows. And and so now it's not two separate nights. I'm not seeing a problem with this. <laughs> I'm not going to see a problem. I can actually. It's good for me personally, Dad. What do you think? I think this is great for uh, NXT because now I think you're going to see. Some more of the um, talent that they have come up and, you know, show what they can do. Because, you know, before you had 
the same old type of talent and, and, and nothing that basically was bringing up other talent that you had in your, you know, your, your school, your academy, whatever you want to call it. And now you can bring up these people and, and introduce new talent to an audience that have never seen them before. So, I mean, it's kind of like, a, a in a sense, like a revamp where they can basically build and have different storylines and have people tune in and not have to worry about why well, I, I, I got to change this channel to get to here and basically just be focused on NXT. Uh, you know, nothing against AEW, you know, dark, uh, but I, I hate to say this, but you got to go with the better brand on Tuesday night and it's going to be NXT. Here's the mm-hmm. problem with that logic. Here's the problem with that logic. CJ prefers to watch AEW dark over NXT. I'm not joking. She would prefer to watch Dark over NXT. I get it. I get it. You know, I I actually don't watch Dark at the moment, but it's, again, it's just I, I it's time. So I, I'm I'm regularly on Dynamite, but Dark, I'm like I'll I'll go in and out, and I think part of that is uh, it's it's got really long. It's so hours. long, yeah. yeah. Oh it's my so too long. long. Hours. <laughs> you know, I, I don't get take me. I understand. EW wants to basically showcase <laughs> matches, but. but you know, That's more than a WrestleMania uh, pay-per-view. <laughs> I mean, you know, AEW is trying to basically showcase a lot of their unknown talent and, and yeah. have some matches and, and see how they are. You know, and to me, it's like warm-up matches for the regular talent roster. Hmm. So, I mean, unless you're doing something spectacular, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up going with the better brand and tune you guys out, and I'll wait till Wednesday to see what you got. Mm-hmm. I think my thing with Dark is literally 16 squash matches at times. Like, literally <laughs> yeah, yeah. squash matches. <laughs> like, I, if it was actually wrestling matches, maybe I'll jump in and out. But because it's mostly squash matches, and it's two and a half hours on a Tuesday night, and I don't even watch Impact. Like, the most I'll watch Impact is on, like, Instagram, and most of the time it's just Tony and Tony's videos. That's most of the time I'm watching. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, I didn't watch Impact right now. So, like... Ugh, I don't know. This is yeah, it's, it's a lot, isn't it? Like um, this doesn't this change kind of doesn't affect me either. Like um, it didn't affect you at all, does it? <laughs> no, because being in the UK, I already I'm at a handicap right there. You know, like <laughs> I I can't watch these on a Wednesday anyway. I get up Thursday morning with my breakfast. I put dynamite on, and then I'll finish it on my lunch break at work. You know? no. Um, and then NXT is already. It's got like a delay on it now on the network. Like we don't get it the same week. It's is that the same over there? Isn't it on oh. Thursdays or something no. like that? It, it's there's like a week delay. Really? Wow. Really? Yeah. So I I stopped. Really? I, yeah, I stopped subscribing to the network basically. <laughs> wow. But it's some some kind of TV deal where wow. it gets shown on our TV and then goes on the network. But I don't have the channel that it's on. Okay. <laughs> so it's like oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Wow, that, that's wow to me. It's it's know. dumb. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's that's weird. Mm. I assume Zach, that's still in place. That was about a year ago. Yeah, Zach, you're even learning something new today. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I I mean, I think they got to correct that. To be honest, uh-huh. yeah, yeah it, it stopped me watching it all the time. I used right. to watch it right. instantly. That was my first go-to. And now it's like, oh, I'll watch it when I watch it. You know, I'll watch it in a week or two weeks or so. <laughs> All right. Um, Sal, I want to continue on to more AEW 
This might be one of the weirdest press releases I've ever gotten. But go ahead. Uh, AEW announced that Revolution will air in select Cinemark theaters for 20 bucks. 20 bucks. And they're also, what I thought of funny in the press release is they're talking about food prices and beer prices and all that <laughs> stuff in the press release. <laughs> and they're all really cheap, too. Like, what is going on? It's okay. I have a question. Does the Cinemark theaters have dream knowledges like Marcus I don't does? Know what? Look up the theater. I don't know. The, the closest Cinemark theater we have is in Kenosha. So I don't even like. Mm. What, what's a movie theater? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember. It's a debate we're not having today. If we start going down this movie theater route, we're going to lose dad for a half hour. Sal, you want to That's this place where they show movies, but that's not important right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll do that another week. We'll do that another week. Uh, I I really like this idea. I wish they did this over here. Like, um, I very rarely have watched pay per views with like a big crowd. It tends to be me and like two friends. The two friends I have who are into wrestling enough to pay attention. <laughs> Other people are like, oh yeah, put it on, and they they don't pay attention. So this would be quite fun. I think it, it'd be good, and if you can get food and drinks, yeah. What I find interesting about this is this reminds me of like because I remember before ne- pre network pre network we used to go to pay per views at like um, B dubs or like I think that, mm-hmm. that's what this feels mm-hmm. like to me you know like yeah, we used to go movie. there. What's interesting is that being in a movie theater, the uniqueness of being able to yell and scream in a movie theater, which is not something you normally could do outside of like an Avengers <laughs> movie. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be fun. Yeah, you could just jump up and everything. Like, oh yeah. What's funny is that's like thirty. Maybe do a suplex. Uh, yeah. What's funny is like, it's thirty dollars cheaper than pay per view. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and on a six hundred screen. Oh, you can't. The screen. Okay. Sal, continue on. This is a this is this is one you I had to bring up because you were sending me the updates on this. This is funny. Go ahead. Uh, so, yeah, so um, uh, the the channel A and E and WWE Studios announced two shows starting on April eighteenth. Uh, Biography WWE Legends, uh, featuring uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Randy Savage, Ryder Ryder Piper, Piper uh, Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Mick Foley, and the Ultimate Warrior. And another show called WWE's Most Wanted Treasures, which is actually kind of interesting, um, hosted by Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Yes. Um, hmm. It's interesting. <laughs> I, 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 the biography show, I'm, I'm interested in. I'll definitely watch that. I'm interested. <clears throat> and I've heard this on other podcasts. How much of this is going to be WWE history and how much is actually going to be legit history? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just that's that's just it. That's that's where I've got not not an issue because I'm gonna watch it too. But like the first thing that screams in my head is like, okay, yeah, great great talent list. Like that's a great group of of you know of legends to do these biographies on for sure. But you know, with <laughs> WWE's like transparent involvement in <laughs> in this, like you know, you're not getting any of the juicy like the juicy <laughs> stories, the juicy details, like or even like maybe even the real stories here. So I I. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun little watch, but uh, yeah, I, I, I just kind of think you just don't know what you're going to get, right? <laughs> I can't wait for one full hour of them trying to pretend the ultimate warrior was a good person. I could not wait for that. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. Well, and how are they going to deal oh. with the, the fact that, you know, they hated each other for years and years and years? Are they going to bring that up or just sort of sweep it under the rug a little bit? Like, yeah, there was a falling out. And... 
Where did we record that? I think that. I don't know. And it's weird. Like I can't imagine them doing like a fully truthful one of of Randy Savage, of Shawn Michaels, of Bret Hart. Like half of these. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you look at the A and E channel, A and E did regular biographies on celebrities and politicians and things like that. Mm. It was done well, and up to the point where. You know, they don't want to get into things that were controversial. So now they're doing this. So, and the question that Zach brought up and, and John also is how much of this is heard by WWE or not? I mean, <laughs> let, let, let's face it. When you get into Randy Savage and things with Elizabeth, and all of a sudden now you got to mm-hmm. talk about Lex Luger and that situation where she died. Are you going to basically play that out or are you just gonna kind of like say okay you got divorced from elizabeth and we just move on or are they gonna yeah, say, the montreal screw job if you want more intro go to dark side of the ring <laughs> uh, yeah 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 what's well, that first it. then come to this <laughs> I, I think we're kind of burying the i think we're burying the lead a little bit here too it's like i think you know you're you're starting to see, not starting to see, because they've been setting it up for, for a long time, but you're starting to see like WWE as a company deploy all this content uh, like mm. in so many different directions. Like that, that's the story with this. I mean, it's, you know, if it's not this show, though, I mean, they got another show with the memorabilia. I mean, they're just like churning out so much stuff that's rooted in just years and years of, of history and these, and these characters. And, you know, I, it's like what won't they monetize at, at, at this point in time? It, it really is. It really is something. That's a very good point, actually. Because what we need, what we need, is three more hours of t- WWE programming on top. There's of not enough. On behalf of all the other wrestling programming and Young Rock and other shows. <laughs> like that's just what we need. More programming. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you look at this memorabilia show, I mean, it, now it's going to have a closer connection with fans. And I think that's what WWE is trying to do, especially with this pandemic, is having a connection with fans. Mm-hmm. And let's bring the fans into this and let's put some, uh, let's put a show on for the fans that either watch and say, well, you know, if this person has this, I want to see what someone else has got. So, you know, it's about bringing fans in, and I think this will be great for them, especially after you know, the pandemic where you weren't allowed to bring fans in and didn't have that interaction. What I'm curious about, what they, what the Most Wanted Treasure show is, when was it filmed? Because, like, I remember hearing about this, like, two years ago. Like, I remember I was talking about it on the show, like, two years ago. And then it kind of went wasted, and I figured it got buried with the pandemic. I figured that's what happened here. <laughs> I'm curious, when this was filmed? Was it filmed pre-pandemic, or was it filmed during the pandemic? Like, when was this filmed? <laughs> it's got to be before, right? You couldn't do it during. That sounds know. crazy. I don't yeah. know. Clue, <laughs> because I keep saying that, but like. Um, <laughs> Mandy obviously watching Practical Jokers and Nigger Index. And if you watch the Practical Jokers right now, you can literally watch the show. It's filmed during the pandemic. It's filmed during. <laughs> but like, it's weird. And it's actually funny if you watch it and you watch Sal Sal's beard. It changes bit by bit depending on when they film the show. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. It's really funny. No. 
But um, anyway, it's, it was filmed during the pandemic, so they could do that show. There's, there's a good chance that we were masked, you could do this show. So it's weird. Yeah. It sounds like a really cool show. I'm, I'm on board. I'll, I'll you know. I'm totally yeah, I am too. I am too. I, I grew up buying the uh, the figures and everything. So as long as there's like, this Hulk Hogan figure is worth $20,000 or something, I'm interested. Fair <laughs> enough. Or um, we're going to a place where, yeah, someone has Andre the Giant's boots. <laughs> Whoa. And ironically, they were they were seen on Young Rock. Um, <laughs> 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 um, I, was, I, I was a huge fan of comic book men, so I will watch this show. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, Sal, last news that broke literally at yesterday. Go. Uh, yeah, uh, NWA announced that they will be moving to Fight TV, which explains their whole YouTube channel shutting down, um, starting with their uh, Back for the Attack pay-per-view Sunday, March 21st, and Power uh, returning <laughs> Tuesday, March 23rd under a low-cost subscription bundle. Um, so I, I have issues paying for Power. Power, rah, 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 rah. Uh, this is this is my question. I have Fight TV, and I subscribe to AEW and stuff, which is already like, oh, okay, I've got to pay for that. So I have to pay extra for power. Power. I have to pay. It's like I didn't know this detail. Okay, okay. I read this. I read this. Like I had to reread the article, double check it because I kept seeing that. I'm like, wait, what? So I reread it, and it said low, low cost subscription bundle. I don't know what that means. I don't know how much it is. How much is the AW bundle, John? Because I'd love to know that. Oh God, uh, that's an excellent question. It just comes all—it just comes automatically out of my account. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't know. I think it, in your money, it's probably like the equivalent of—I uh, don't know—it's like ten or fifteen dollars a month. Okay, and you get, mm-hmm. but you get you get everything like because dynamites and everything else though, so it's different. I, you know? you, yeah, you don't get the pay per views. That's the only thing you don't get. You have to buy them, but they're they're cheaper than you get them. Um, but you get you get um, dynamite, and you also this this sounds really sad and pathetic, but I love this. You get dark just included in there, so I don't have to go to YouTube. It's just there as a next episode. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> you get the hilariousness. The, the, I love watching. I love watching here when we make fun of Jr. Like, what's going with your pitcher pitcher? Get the full matches. You get the full matches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You 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 get it. And some of the best stuff happens um, in those picture in picture moments. Jr. just goes crazy. <laughs> he loves it. He goes off the wall. Um, but I mean, power. I, I if you remember my last appearance on here, appearance, whatever you want to call it, um, I was one of the only people who actually really enjoyed power. <laughs> So I'm interested, but it, how much is it? That's what I need to know. Yeah, and I have another question. Like, what the hell are they going to have on their pay per view? What half of their roster is either working for NXT or AEW now? Yeah, like what yes, about right. view? Well, well, here it is. Here's a theory. Here's a theory. We're going to be like most <clears throat> streaming places where you have regular fight and fight plus. On regular yeah. fight, we'll give you all the free stuff. But on Fight Plus, we're going to make you pay for this. you got to watch Power Over and Power. What is their roster? If they announce, I know, I saw they announced like Thunder Rosa's back. And Nick Aldis and like Tim Nick Stewart. Aldis, yeah. And yeah. I don't know the rest. Like half the roster isn't working. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. Do you think AEW will help them out and send some people like like on a like a loan? Like you can Why borrow not? these guys. Why not? <laughs> Why not? It's pretty much AEW, NWA, Impact, New Japan. 
Hell yeah! Let's do it! <laughs> Let's send Dutch Mantel over to uh, NWA Power. <laughs> Let's do it! I'm, I'm in. What about, what about Lee Johnson? He finally won his first match. Let's send him over. Tell us something. Are the Rock and Roll Express totally tag team champions? That I don't even know. <laughs> Why? So Why was that a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> because it's supposed to be relevant for today's culture, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. In Back to the Future, maybe. I don't mind them appearing on the show, but but winning matches maybe a bit too far. Well, yeah. I mean, let's look at this. They're what in their sixties at least, and they're going against guys twenty years younger. Come on, how many of them? Are you supposed to believe that. By the way. I, just, I don't want to mess the fact that I think it was not last year, but the 2019 year-end show, Dad did say that Power was the worst wrestling show on television. So I don't <laughs> know that. I'm, the, I'm the only defender of Power on here, I think. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed Power, too. Now, I don't know if I'm going to, that you know, you should have to pay for it. But, hey, you know, it was a good little quirky yeah. little show. I think it fit. Fit for you my... Know, my taste yeah it had its own vibe it wasn't copying right. anything else except itself from the past you know yeah. and the only thing i do want to say is i found out into the fire we'll be coming back as the intro now that's important mm. but that's the best intro they had so <laughs> yeah so that is coming back that came from nick aldis directly from nick aldis so <laughs> great now i'm going to be singing that all day long so appreciate it fire! <laughs> I still think they should have power just as a YouTube channel and the rest, you know, you pay for it. Yeah. I actually wouldn't mind if power was on fight. And if you want to do like, do here's power with commercials. And if you pay for it, you get a commercial free. That would make more sense to me. That would be perfect. I don't don't understand why New Japan's strong in the paid show. I don't understand that. So, Look at Ringer. They're with fight. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, are, are you going to have, like, the talent from Ring of Honor go to NWA? No, because they, they don't work together. They don't work together. <laughs> they don't work together yet. Well, maybe, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, see, I, I like the did way it, John's thinking. Didn't Ring of Honor send team to the Crockett Cup that one year? Like, I could have sworn that happened. Yeah. I can't remember that. It's kind of happening. So, all right, let's move on. Let's do a little bit of WWE talk. First of all, before last week's show, we do have our first two WrestleMania matches. Which I, I okay, I have to bring this up. I was not did not write this down, but I have to bring this up. So Roman Reigns versus Edge and Sasha versus Bianca were officially announced. So last week, Dad thought he was going to get away with this one because we decided we were not doing a show last week. We were going to run a best of show, and Dad thought he was going to get away with this one last week when we were supposed to be recording. I'm making dinner. And dad is arguing with me for 25 minutes. And Sal, you're going to love this one. He went and said that if WrestleMania was in Chicago this year, and we were lucky enough to get tickets, okay? He said, because there was only one match announced, he wouldn't want to go. Oh. (laughs) What? Really? (laughs) Oh, boy. What? Hey, what he said? I'm not plunking down my hard-earned money for just one stinking man. <laughs> I bet my appetite. Give me more. I, I agree what? in principle, but I think 
as much as I might dunk on WWE a lot of the time, I think for Mania they usually pull it out of the bag and, and pull it off and do a good show. So I, I, I'd go to any Mania. <laughs> my point that I also made was normally in a normal year, tickets go on sale around the Rumble, mm. and they're sold out instantly. So if you do that basis. The show has nothing announced. <laughs> the show's yeah. Right. Zach, what do you what do you think on this one? Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I, I think uh, you got hey, you got to give them a chance to build a build a card. And usually, hey, look, they 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 usually pull out all the stops for for WrestleMania. I think this year in particular, it's a big year. You know, they're on Peacock mm-hmm. for the very first time. You know, they want they want that thing to be to be great. So you know, I, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. If it's in Chicago, for some reason it shows up here, I'll be there. <laughs> That's the point. I'm like, really? Really? I could not believe it. And he, he thought he was going to get away with me not bringing it up on the show. <laughs> he really thought he was going to get away with that. <laughs> this is quite the pylon. Quite the pylon. <laughs> well, Blake, thank you for, you know, putting that. Now I got some more crap on my shoulders. No problem. You. You, you can't say something to me like that. Uh, so stop. I didn't tell you that because I wanted to say it on the air. I wanted to bring that on the air. <laughs> uh, I would be so happy if I could go to a WrestleMania. We need uh-huh. the best I get to go to was a few years ago when Impact had come here and things like that. WWE come here, but it's it's always kind of like they don't put the most effort in. It's fine, <laughs> you know. Yeah. The best wrestling show I've seen here was uh, was the Scottish one, ICW. <laughs> they, they put on a better show than WWE. Wow. Wow. Oh, all right. Uh, me and Sal. Oh, yeah. Well, me, Dad, and Sal all have AEW tickets sometime this year. We don't know when the shows are actually going to happen, but sometime this year we're supposed to go to AEW because <laughs> these were two of the first shows that got canceled at the beginning of the pandemic. So, like, oh. but my show was supposed to be that uh, War Games episode. That was my oh. show. Yep. And I'm really pissed. <laughs> yeah, well, do you remember remember the beginning of the pandemic? It was Buffalo, and that was Brody's debut. And then it was the War Games show, which was Sal's show. And then we had the next show here in Milwaukee, oh. <laughs> which was the Wednesday before WrestleMania. So, like, if you store my podcast schedule for those couple of weeks, I'm like, right, we can talk about this, we can talk about this, and then we have Mania. Like, we had all these people. Yeah. Like, polluted the entire thing. <laughs> the entire thing was right <laughs> So, our show is scheduled, scheduled for July. And I think so, Sal, at the end of the year, sometime at the end of the year, I think, your show I is. I said September. September. I so, yeah, we will, hopefully, these shows happen. But at that's the thing. But yeah, that, that was back in March. So it's been here last year. Who knows? So, AW keeps saying they're going to come to the UK at some point, but yeah, who knows when that will be? Four no, years? John, yeah. pay per view, the next pay per view was supposed to come to the UK. The next pay per view. Uh, allegedly, yeah. That's a, that's a Tony Khan said. So I believe it. So, um, so it's never going to happen just to annoy me. <laughs> so. Like if my math is correct, if this gets postponed again, or it'd be two years that we uh But it'll be here. It'll be a full year and a half by the time we get to the show. So <laughs> But that's part is we have like upper deck front row seats. Like not front row seats, but like upper tier front row seats so that we can see everything going on, but for a cheap side, on the cheap end, we can still see everything going on. I purposely did that. So, so we had a good seat. 
So uh, will hand sanitizer be provided when we Probably. check in? I would love to get an mm-hmm. AEW branded hand sanitizer. <laughs> or even something for the and with, with Tony's or something like what what what. Tony Khan's picture on the back of the bottle. <laughs> Tony and Tony. I want a Tony and Tony um, picture. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> the Tony and Tony hand sanitizer. There you go. Hey, John, did you give Tony Khan those heart glasses? That sounds like something out of your collection. <laughs> <laughs> I I may or may not have done so. I can't confirm. You know, uh, I have to keep my sources and my connections close to my chest. There you go. All right. One last thing. WWE-wise, obviously, Limited Chamber, Miz Cash in Money in the Bank, and then Lashley made Ashley helped him to have him in the bank, and then this past week, Lashley, after three attempts and ridiculous clocks and countdowns and whatever the hell else is going on, you know, <laughs> Lashley is now the WWE champion. It is a crazy sentence. Bobby Lashley is the WWE champion. I do love the graphic that went up of The Rock, Kofi, and Bobby Lashley as the three black WWE champions. Mm. And then people are like, what about Mark Henry? What about Booker T? You're like, yeah, but that, that's world heavyweight in WCW. It's not the WWE championship with the lineage and everything else. So a lot of people got to realize they're the history with these belts. Um, mm. John, Bobby Lashley, WWE champion. I like it. I think it's cool. It's different. Um, I didn't expect it. I did think that the Miz would lose the belt at some point, though. I I thought he can't go into Mania with it, right? That was my first thought. <laughs> like, oh, he's won. Uh, okay. But still, Lashley winning it, 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 that is something different and new. So I'm on board with it. I love, uh, well, this whole team, this whole stable are, are doing really well. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, they're, they're great. So I'm, I'm fully behind it. I want to see what he's, what he's got. Um, because they never sort of gave him a really good run last time, and it was only recently he was bloody getting stuck in that stupid storyline with Lana, really. What was that, like a year ago, a year and a half ago? About a year mm-hmm. ago. Just before the pandemic. Just before the pandemic. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, they've they've redeemed him and made him tough and scary really again. They really, really have. They've come a long way. Zach, go for it. Yeah, this is good. Good stuff. The word that comes to mind is is fresh with with Bobby Lashley as champion. I mean, he just he's a guy that was protected. You know, they 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 built him up. He he looks like the champion. He's credible, and that that's good. I thought the, the clock silliness and the baiting and switching <laughs> with the title all night long was just totally unnecessary. Like, just put yeah. the guys in the main event, have them cut some promos beforehand, run a hype package or something like that, and just have the main event feel like a main event. I think that I mean. That holds an audience and, and tells you that hey, something important is going to happen, and not don't stick around because we're we're playing games. So I did not like the the clock thing, and I you know it was it, unfortunately it was successful in, in holding the audience once you looked at the ratings. So I wonder you know if we'll see more of that kind of stuff oh, moving God, forward. No. I, I hope <laughs> not, yeah, no. but you know WWE doesn't uh, usually tread lightly when they when they find something that works. So we'll see, but I. I just I like Bobby Lashley's champion. I, I think he, the hurt business finally was something that clicked for him and MVP, you know, really brought out the, the best in him and together, you know, they they shine and, and really like through the pandemic and through like this kind of empty arena era of WWE and, and, and of wrestling, like they're they're near the top of the mountain in terms of people who have 
you know, succeeded and, and really thrived during this time. And so mm-hmm. I think that that says a lot. And the prospects of Bobby Lassie versus Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania are, are also intriguing. So I uh, I thought the means to get there was a little was a little silly, but the end result was spot on. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Now, um, Sal, you were watching with me. You dealt with all the weirdness as the night went on. But Bobby Lashley is champion. And you were ecstatic. I saw you on Twitter yesterday talking to people. So go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm super happy. Um, he deserves it. He, he deserved it years ago. Uh, you know, he needed to be a champion. And he needed to be the champion, not just like an Intercontinental or U.S. or whatever. He has proven time and time again that he is reliable. He puts in the work. He looks great. He's just, you know, complete 180 than where he was at a year ago. Um, he needed that vindication and that that end game of being WWE champion. And, and like I joke around, you know, he had to suffer through that terrible, terrible, terrible Lana storyline. This was his reward. <laughs> For doing that and not like walking out and quitting. <laughs> That's probably what it is, literally, isn't it? <laughs> like, like, oh, you put up with so much. We're sorry. <laughs> and it made you a badass. We made you almost accidentally made you into like the biggest badass in the company. Like, yeah. oh, this happened, but he, he is literally the biggest badass. <laughs> dad, so Monday night, dad had a church thing. So he missed most of Raw. So he oh. missed like all the fun stuff of us dealing with the clocks and all the stuff. Oh. So when dad got home, I had to quickly explain to him Doggy. what the hell is going on and why it was a big deal. But now we're it's like it's almost the end of the show, and we're dealing with this championship match. Um, by the way, Dad, don't worry. Uh, and by the Instagram people, you'll see a picture. I'll freeze frame um, the Snoop jumping up on Dad. That was horrible. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'll put on Instagram. Doggy. So, Dad, your thoughts? Uh, I was able to see when I got home, uh, like the last forty minutes. And uh, and I kind of figured with stuff that, that Miz was pulling his own regular shit with the help of Jomo. Um, I look at it this way, you know, with the situation with that Miz created, it was only a matter of time before they would put Bobby Lashley a belt on him that he rightfully deserved working hard for. I mean, and look how his character has developed, especially when you had the match with, between him and Braun Strowman. Now, everyone thought that Braun was going to be the one to basically have the belt back on her. There was rumors about that, but I'm glad they put it on Bobby Lashley and, you know, the almighty fits. You got to figure out a person that's going to defeat him. And it surely was not the Miz. My, my other thing is when he ranted to the Shane, about how much of this was scripted and how much of this was him being personal, saying, I want to be a WrestleMania, I'm not going all this. I think some of it was him ranting on the company. Miz? And mm-hmm. if you look at yeah. Shane's face, it's kind of like, you know, he took it like a step back and said, you know, looking like, oh, I didn't expect you to say this because that's not what's in the script. You know what's funny? <laughs> a couple of moments like that happened on Raw, and I have done that I've been loosening the reins a little bit for certain people because I did not expect, all of a sudden, MVP is pissed at Miz for what happened the second match. 
second time around. And all of a sudden he's like, Shane, this is bullshit. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I watch you dynamite all of a sudden. I'm like, where did that come from? Like, wow. So unexpected. Like, wow. I popped out of my seat. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was literally and, and- texting Blake something completely unrelated. And I literally stopped in the middle and just said, oh, my God. So like, it just, like the text made no sense because I didn't want to waste time deleting what I put before. <laughs> it must be said now. Now. <laughs> For those who don't know this, I, I, I have to remind people this. Monday nights, me and Sal literally watch Raw. He's at his house. I'm here. And we're texting back and forth to the entire three-hour show. So, like, just to clarify that, that's what we're talking That's great. You know, people go on Twitter and they you know, live tweet. This is, like, a much more personal thing. Yeah, we do it every Monday and every pay-per-view. We do it every single pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. That is what we do. <laughs> so, um, the line when when Miz was talking to me was, you need to be your WrestleMania. You need a main eventer. I'm a main eventer. So, you need what you need. I'm going... Me, 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 me. What the hell? And these will be in a match with Bed Bunny. We'll just leave it at that. We'll talk about that when we get closer. We have to move on. We have a pay review to get to this weekend. So let's do this. <laughs> do it like this, you won't get it. Try to look my way, just forget it. Try to wear my face, you'll regret it when you take it off. You'll Forget the pay-per-view. I'm going to throw it to the audio from the Cody Rhodes media media conference call that took place on Wednesday. So let's throw it to that, and then we'll come back from commercial, and we'll get into the pay-per-view. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. Uh, this is a tradition, obviously, before the uh, pay-per-views, and and obviously, as also as tradition, with us today is uh, Executive Vice President of AEW, Cody Rhodes. So here in a minute, Cody is going to be available to discuss what to expect tonight on Dynamite on TNT. Uh, the incredible matchups we have in store for Revolution on Sunday night, as well as the current state of AEW. So without further ado, let's now turn the call over to Cody for some opening thoughts, and then we're going to open your lines for questions. Cody? Hey, everybody. Uh, as usual, it's uh, been an honor for us to continue working and helping to provide a bright spot for fans in these difficult times. I, of course, am looking forward to my match tonight. Uh, with Shaq and Red Velvet and Jade on Dynamite. Uh, and I'm also looking forward to talking about Revolution, the second iteration of Revolution. Uh, it will be nothing short of spectacular. You have the AEW Women's World Championship, the AEW World Tag Team Championship, a uh, street fight featuring featuring Sting, uh, the face of the Revolution ladder match, which I am in, big money match, casino tag team royal, uh, battle royale, and then, of course, the AEW World Championship contested between the champion Kenny Omega and John Moxley, exploding barbed wire death match. Uh, and always, I love talking to you guys. Uh, it, it's a special uh, part of my day. I, I get very excited about this when we get to do it. So let's just dive into the questions and, and get rolling. Thank you, guys. All right, Cody, thank you very much. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to call on Connor Kissy from Comic Book First. And following Connor will be Stephanie Francone from Steel Chair. So, Connor, the floor is yours. Well, thank you, Cody, for doing this today. Really appreciate it. Um, you, regarding Revolution, you've got this exploding barbed wire death match as your main event. 
Um, I'm just curious, how do you feel about death matches, and what do you think their current role and place in modern pro wrestling is? Well, I think with a lot of things, AEW, death matches have a, a certain identity that's already been been given to them. And if you look back at, you know, FMW and exploding uh, explosion matches uh, that that happened in, in the past. If you look at what uh, Terry Funk has done, and then even uh, you know, fast forwarding to Matt Tremont uh, today uh, in this era, th- those are nice parallels. But anything that involves Kenny Omega <laughs> is is going to be unique in a sense, and it's going to have its own identity. And obviously, being under the AEW umbrella I, I i'm having to speak very vaguely about it because i've only seen the barbed wire that's starting to be wrapped uh i don't have a clue how the explosions will work um i'm just as on the edge of my seat uh as everybody else is about it i think to me the most important thing is the title itself and and that you know it remains uh, in proper hands, as people know who have followed the product, you know, from a creative standpoint, John Moxley a little bit screwed out of his championship. Well, a lot screwed out of his championship, and what a wonderful reign he did have. Uh, Kenny Omega returning to form and the cleaner kind of reemerging on the scene. Uh, you know, no pun intended, it creates a very combustible and dangerous uh, environment. This match would be going on last even if it wasn't for the world title because it's incredibly violent. Uh, viewer, discretion, uh, viewer discretion advised on the, on a death match like this, but uh, I'm just as curious as everybody else. All right, thanks, Connor. Thanks, Cody. Okay, Stephanie Francombe is next, and we're going to follow Stephanie with Jim Barcelona from Miami Herald. So, Steph, you're up. Hi, Cody. Hello, nice to, uh, nice to hear from you again. Um, you hear me? I can, I can hear I, you. Okay. Um, first of all, congratulations for the, the little girl to come. Uh, uh, it's fantastic uh, news that uh, was announced on TV. Um, I want to tell you about the big sh- Paul White Sorry. Uh, it was a surprise for many of us to find mm-hmm. out that he was now uh, a member of AEW. Um, can you tell me more about uh, of of things happen? And also, do you want to have more? I would say legends, but uh, yeah, people with that experience uh, like Paul can have. Uh, more people like that in AEW. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you uh, very much for your question. Uh, Paul White is a big, big part of my career, <laughs> as uh, some of you know, and then people who have kind of studied our industry. Uh, we were involved in a WrestleMania together, and that that will always bond you in a unique way. The Paul White that AEW is getting is extremely, extremely motivated. I I can tell you, you know, there wasn't a long negotiation process simply because he wants to be here, uh, very much so. And he wants to be here in a different capacity as as far as announcing and commentary goes with Elevation. uh, I do think 
I do think there's a match R2, R3, R4, and that's just me personally because I know uh, he's able to still go at a high level. But from a management um, standpoint, I'm most excited about him just being in our locker room and and being seen because we have so many young people who are now all of a sudden famous. Uh, nobody knew who Britt Baker, Sammy Guevara, MJF, um, you know, or Ricky Starks really were a few years ago, and now they are emerging on cable and across Warner Media, and they're there are they're the future of of wrestling they're all very important to me and someone like paul not unlike some you know not unlike how sting has been someone like that is really good to keep people grounded uh to keep things in perspective uh paul white has has more to give and uh he's he's going to give it and he's going to give it at aw so i'm very excited to see that Thanks, Stephanie. Um, okay, next we're going to go to Jim Barcelona from the Miami Herald, and I'm going to ask Joel Torres from Contralona to be ready to go. Jim? Thank you all. Thank you, Cody. I'm curious, talking about Paul White, and just what is it like not only having him, but when you think about what he's done in his career, and now – you're going tonight in a tag match against Shaq. Is it just coincidence that Paul just happens to be here now with that big tag match tonight? There's some history there between Paul White and Shaq. And what does it mean to have Shaq with AEW and having some people like that? You've wrestled Stephen Amell as well. What does Shaq bring or give to AEW as far as mainstream appeal and just getting more eyes on the product? Well, the, the timing of everything is certainly uh, there's a lot of kismet involved, a lot of serendipity with that. But it is coincidence. Um, Paul White is entering a different phase in his career, and, and Shaq has entered into what I guess would be considered a rivalry uh, with him and Jade and, and myself and Brandy, um, who was unable to be part of this match because the greatest gift on earth, the fact that she's uh, going to have a baby. Uh, and Velvet stepping up to the plate in in such epic fashion. I, for me, Shaq's presence and what Shaq brings is is obvious. Um, he he definitely has a, a very large audience, a very a very large following. If you look at everything he's doing with Shaq Life, and you look at his world and and all of his entrepreneurial efforts, he's he's really a, a model businessman. Uh, but for me, this match, I would like to see Red Velvet really hopefully emerge the star and hopefully emerge victorious uh, of this. You know, if anything, this match has presented a big opportunity for both Red Velvet and for Jade. Uh, our women's division uh, is continuing to grow. We're continuing to cultivate it. The Eliminator tournament that's happening and to be able to during a pandemic uh, across the ocean to make it happen. But it was not easy. Uh, Tony Khan moved heaven and earth to get production in Japan and he made it happen. So for me, this emboldens and bolsters our, our women's division. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything mean about, about Shaq because he's entering a different world. If I was to step on the court and play horse with Shaq, it would it would be a joke, and uh, I, I hope he's ready. I know he 
I know he trained, uh, and he's trained uh, near me, but uh, we'll we'll see. I, I don't think he's got enough gas in the tank to compete with me. All right, th thanks both. And now, uh, as promised, I'm going to go to Joel Torres from Contralona and John Alba from Spectrum Sports. You will be next. Joel. Hi, Cody. How are you? So great to meet you. Oh, very nice to meet you, too. So, Cody, um, talking about Red Velvet and, and your match tonight against Jack and Jade Cargill, and obviously uh, Red Velvet being a Latina wrestler, um, you know, you guys in AEW have shown a lot of importance to the Latino pro wrestling. How important is for you to have a Latina wrestler like, like Red Velvet by your side tonight on this match? I I think it's uh it's just a, a a beautiful thing as far as to have diversity in your in your locker room and and diversity uh, in your in your space and to put it out there and it be excellent content. Um, some of you may know people who have studied the business. This it used to not be that way because uh, promoters were were really adamant about only having one of a particular demographic or even a minority and, and they would try to almost make that a gimmick um, to a degree and this is years and years and years ago I'm not talking about anybody currently but today uh, the best wrestlers are from all around the world you can find them in in pockets from from the north to south east to west and that to me uh, is is very exciting. I want to continue to cultivate. I take scouting trips even during the pandemic, uh, and I, I'm excited as the world slowly opens up and safely opens up to continue those scouting trips uh, because the diversity for us is 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 paramount, and we want to represent as many individuals and, and cultures and identities as we can. I think the wrestling language, the language of wrestling, is universal. Thanks, Cody. John Alba, you're going to be next, and then following John will be Amy Nemedy from WrestleJoy. So, John, floor is yours. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Cody, first off, congratulations to you and Brandy on the baby. Very exciting stuff. Um, believe it or not, it has been pretty much a year that we are in the middle of this pandemic era of pro wrestling. And it really felt like AEW was on the verge of breaking through to another level with Blood and Guts coming up and the debuts of Brody Lee and Matt Hardy. And then everything shut down. So what I'd like to know is where do you think AEW was heading before the pandemic and what you were able to accomplish? And how can you pick up from that place and ensure that you spend the rest of 2021 and beyond getting back to where you guys were on track to be? Well, we were heading to the freaking moon, buddy. I, I, I honestly, uh, we were we were rolling, and you look at Prudential Center and and that sellout and what blood and gates, uh, what blood and guts was going to be. Uh, that's so wonderful. But the pandemic happened not just to wrestling. You know, it did hit the hospitality industry really hard. It did hit entertainment incredibly hard. But it, it hit everywhere really hard, and, and a lot of people have uh, faced so many hardships. I think the number is 40 million unemployed. And forgive me if that's hyperbole. I don't think it is, though. Um, so I don't want to, you know, whine about about what happened to us. Um, instead, I want to I want to help those who have experienced it with us, which the wrestling fan wasn't sure they were going to get 
wrestling on a weekly basis. Um, you hear a lot about these fabled Norcross shows that happened uh, when AEW and the pandemic first hit and lockdown started to happen. And the marathon, the, the march, uh, 30-something matches and uh, in only 26 hours, it was some absurd data that that we were able to pull it off and those shows genuinely saved the company that's why they have such a a soft spot because we are our job is to provide content for tnt and we have continued to do that and they've been such a, a wonderful partner but we had to pivot like everybody else had to pivot and now uh, we're as vaccines are starting to become regular and the Johnson and Johnson one was just approved and you start to see vaccines for every every citizen of the US I think there is going to be a large bounce back with people who want to go out there and get get their entertainment get it safely and get back to, to the way things were I really think it will only behoove aew uh, in time because we never we never gave up we we never flinched uh, signings were still happening uh, big signings at that. Uh, and pr progress was being made in the show. We didn't just pump out some evergreen content, say, wait, and say, we'll be right back. Um, we're, we've been here the whole time. Um, so I, I think we'll continue on that trajectory. This was good, a good challenge for us that we met it uh, head first. And I think we set the standard for how wrestling can be done in a pandemic with how Keith Mitchell and Tim Walbert shot uh, wrestling from Daly's Place and continue to shoot it. Uh, with Tony's application of the locker room and getting every independent wrestler who was out of work, basically some sort of work at AEW and making them part of our crowd, the testing protocols, uh, the temperature scans, the, the fact that I can't walk from one room to another without a certain wristband on. It is uh, overkill, but it needed to be overkill, and it's it's provided a safe working environment. So. I'm I'm ready for the next the next wave of it though, and and hopefully slowly but surely Texas I heard just opened up, but we aren't going to be the first to dip our toes into that water. Um, we're we're going to do this as safely and uh, properly as we can, so that wrestling fans feel comfortable. Thanks, Cody. <clears throat> All right, so next up is going to be Amy Nemedy from WrestleJoy, and then I'm going to follow with a write-in question from Kyle Masters of All Elite Podcast. So Amy, you're up. Amy, you need to unmute yourself. Thank you. Hi, Cody. Thank you very much for taking my question. I want to touch back to Red Velvet real quick. You mentioned that she has epically stepped into this position um, to replace Brandy within this feud. You had also mentioned that she, you have her on a sort of special retainer contract Considering that we've seen sort of a meteoric rise with her from her ring work to her promo work, um, especially in the buildup to this feud with Shaq and Jade, what's next for Red Velvet? And may we possibly see her signed full-time with AEW? I mean, um, that's a beautiful question. And to me, the answer is, is, is within, the, was it within the question. She has stepped up. We've seen her. And, um, and I would hope that it, it turns into a full-time full-time gig and a, and a part of being a part of the all elite locker room full-time uh, not that a tier zero or a retainer type contract isn't being part of our family. Uh, but, but Tony is really um, careful, conservative and diligent about when you see that such and such is all elite graphic. Um, 
he really wants to make sure that that's somebody in it for the long haul, somebody there for the future. And I think that's a big part of today um, as well, specifically Red Velvet uh, and looking at her. And, and she went from being a replacement to she's not a replacement at all. She's changed the makeup of the match. Um, so, I, you know, I, I kind of want you to ask me that same question in 24 hours. Um, I think she's going to kill it. Um, and I think she's going to hopefully become part of our family. You know, I don't mean I, I could be talking completely to complete nonsense in this moment because I bet you I'm going to look at a legal uh, memo here in a second. And perhaps we already signed her, but I'm pretty sure uh, I'd like to advance things with her um, if all goes well tonight and if she's able to execute when the red light is on. Okay. I'm going to um, ask a question on behalf of Kyle Masters from All Elite Podcast, and then following that will be uh, Stephanie Chase from Digital Spy. So, Cody, the question from Kyle. The AW Women's Tournament has been a great success so far in fan enjoyment. Most of the tournaments have been very well received in AW since its inception. Are tournaments now becoming a staple of AW? Will we see more in the future, especially on Dynamite slash PPVs? And will we see the American Nightmare in more than... And, and more of these in the future as well. Oh, tur- tournaments are absolutely uh, part of what we do. You know, uh, initially looking at AEW, we wanted to have several portions of the show provide a sports-based outlook on our industry and a tournament so good for wrestling because uh, the, those matches in a tournament are just for the opportunity at another match. You're buying more time. Uh, you're getting more uh, water in the glass. Um, and I was part of the TNT title tournament and just a, just a beautiful thing. Um, some of my favorite shows growing up were tournaments, um, and even the two day classics, you know, the Crockett cup all the way to King of the ring, a tournament when you do it right, um, is certainly something special. And I think for sure, um, you'll see more tournaments and tournaments that, you know, right now we have one that's geared around the AEW women's world championship, Sheeta being, a such a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful champion, just an absolute ace. Uh, and then you're going to see tournaments that perhaps have their own uh, peripheral uh, item that, that involves and things and things of that nature. So tournaments around the titles and tournaments around uh, bragging rights and specific things uh, that talents can acquire. But yeah, there'll be more, more tournaments for sure. I'd, I'd hope to not only see tag tournaments and singles tournaments, but you know, somewhere down the line, I'd love to see a trios tournament as well. Okay, thanks, Cody. Okay, Stephanie Chase, you're going to be next, and following Stephanie will be Bill Pritchard from WrestleZone. Stephanie, you're up. Hi, Cody. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great, thanks, and thanks for talking to me today. Um, I was wondering, we know how much of a fan of Sting you were growing up, so what has it meant to you personally to see him sign with AEW and for your company to be able to be the ones to give him an opportunity to have another run? Hmm. That's a great question. Uh, nobody was a, more of a little stinger than me. Um, I would go to the shows and the merchandise stands had the temp tat that you would put on your face and my mom would wet the tat. And then I'd be so excited. I usually take it off too early and have like a real NWO Bush league style, uh, sting paint on my face. Uh, but I, gosh, I, I'm such a fan and 
I think I think Sting right now. The, the question is, can Sting have a regular wrestling match? You know, is can can he do that? Can he go bell to bell in a live setting? I would bet he absolutely can. Um, there, there's a lot left, and and I don't know if anyone noticed when he hit Ricky Starks with the bat, but his frenetic mo- movement, his dynamic motion, is is still there, and that's dangerous as far as if you're his opponent, uh, especially because people forget Sting is a big guy. He's from a generation where uh, there were there were, you know, he was more of a light heavyweight, but now he's definitely a full blown heavyweight and a little bit taller than some of our roster. Um, having him here is wonderful. I want to make sure he's happy. Um, I want to make sure he has a great place to be here. And I think he's in it for the long haul, uh, with, with AEW and our family here. Thanks Cody. Hey, Bill Pritchard, you are next, uh, Bill Pritchard from WrestleZone. And then I'm going to follow with a write-in question from Kenny McIntosh from Inside the Ropes. Bill, you're up. Bill, you're muted. There we go. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good. How are you, bud? Not too bad. Uh, so I kind of wanted to touch on this comment Shaq made in an interview. He said that he expects this match to top all other celebrity matches in the past. And Pat McAfee kind of chimed in and said, no, it won't. But I wanted your take because you already have experience in that area you faced Stephen Amell before. Is there any added pressure just facing a non-wrestler in general? Is there, like, do you pay attention to comments like that where you, you know, you try to raise the bar, so to speak? Well, I I think, uh, you know, I didn't see this particular comment, especially from Pat, which is super bizarre because, just just bizarre because I'm pretty sure Pat's trying to get a job at AEW like every other day, but that's another conversation. Um, I like that Shaq made that comment. I stand by that comment myself. I'd make the same one because you have to continue to raise the bar and you can't do – there's a lot of old veteran wrestlers who have these opinions on how you're supposed to do a celebrity match. My opinion is, is, is this. You have to wrestle. If you're showing up for a wrestling match, you have to wrestle. It can't be, oh, they're not from our world. They shouldn't be able to lock up. None of that. Shaq trained. Uh, I never trained with him, but he tra- he trained for this. So I anticipate he's going to know his way around the ring to a degree. Now, he doesn't have the experience that I have for sure. But if he did train, and we're talking about a multiple-time world champion uh, in the NBA, we're talking about a former MVP, uh, that athleticism is is once-in-a-lifetime athleticism, which is where I would be confident in saying hopefully it is the best celebrity match of all time. Because if he did train and he is the man we know that is Shaq, then by all means, um, uh, I, I, I hope we can uh, set a new standard and, and raise that bar and, and not only set a new standard but perhaps give a different outlook on what a uh, celebrity or crossover-type match should be. Thanks, Cody. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a question from Kenny McIntosh from Inside the Ropes, and then I'd like to ask Ed Robinson from SiriusXM to be ready. 
So from Kenny McIntosh, with the story from Wrestling Observer that NXT will be moving to Tuesday nights, can you talk about the strategy you guys had have had from the start and focusing on what you guys are doing and not reacting to the other show? And how excited you are at the prospect that people might not have to choose a show anymore and have AEW as the sole destination on TV for Wednesday nights? Um, yeah, I, I, I obviously anticipate this question to a degree. Um, if that's the case, if, if uh, we're no longer going to be opposed on Wednesday nights, um, I'm sure we'll come up with some sort of, you know, wonderful statement. I mean, what, what, what could I say? Uh, congratulations to NXT on a successful move to Tuesday nights. The real winners are the fans who can watch NXT and Dynamite Live every week as this is a marathon, not a one-night sprint. I could say that. Uh, but I don't want to be sassy or uh, a jerk because I I think them moving perhaps something else will end up on Wednesdays. And not only that, AEW Dark is on Tuesdays. So AEW Dark would potentially be opposed. That's why we can't get into a matter of being reactionary. We just have to put out the best show. We really do. And if they want to beat us, they have to put out a better show. Um, it's honest competition. Yeah, there's digs, and they're fun, and they're lighthearted. Believe me, all the locker rooms tend to love each other. It's more the management that is pointed at one another. Uh, and even that, there's you know a friendly relationship. Tony's a different type of management person, a different type of executive. Um, I, I, I would love us to be alone on Wednesday nights, but I'm prepared for there to be something else in that slot. So we'll see. Thanks, Cody. Okay, Ed Robinson from SiriusXM, you're next. And following Ed will be Garrett Martin from Pace Magazine. Ed? Cody, happy to be on the call today. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to be honest. I broke my phone yesterday, and it was flashing green at me as I was answering a very, very good question last. So I thought I was going to lose all of you, but I did not. So um, if I do lose all of you, we got somebody in here to back me up, just so you know. So I'm good. How are you? Always good to have a backup. Good, good. While we're on the subject of other promotions, with the announcement that the NWA will uh, be relaunching later this month with a pay-per-view and the return of its weekly show, what will this mean moving forward for the working relationship between AEW and Billy Corgan? Will this lead to more crossover down the line, more of a symbiosis between Dynamite and on power? It could it, it absolutely could. Tony really is, uh, as he's uh, dubbed himself, the forbidden door. <laughs> uh, if you think it's not an area where we can tread into, he finds a way to tread there and uh, do it peacefully and coexist well. Um, I, I definitely think we'll see more uh, cross-promotion potentially with the NWA or with Impact or with uh, New Japan or uh, AAA or the, the, a myriad of uh, – of companies it takes trust and it takes time and uh when we bring people in we always try to treat them better than we treat our own almost when it comes to having our guest wrestlers our guest luminaries our guest bookers and promoters uh things of that nature um so i'm glad to see nwa still moving billy's still moving forward with the project and uh i i'm sure you'll probably see a little bit of crossover a little bit of fun crossover all right Thanks, Cody. Okay, Garrett Martin from Pace Magazine. You are next. And following Garrett 
will be Tim Battle from iHeartRadio. Garrett? Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you, my friend. Oh, cool. Hey, um, I couldn't hear you. So, uh, yeah, quick question. You've got a new show coming out in a couple weeks, AEW Evolution. How is this going to be different from Dark or Dynamite? Thanks. I would I would want people to tune in for the the first AEW Elevation and uh, you know Paul White joining us on commentary first time for him really in his career as an analyst and broadcast journalist as Heenan used to put it. Um, I think to give you a little spoiler potentially on a AEW Elevation again I want everyone to watch and see uh, it. it it's going to be similar to dark, but there should be more of a focus on potentially individuals, part of our roster. And Tony Schiavone is the one who is spearheading that. I think you're going to see some one-to-one pieces, some sit-down interviews. I think you're going to see a little bit more of a character uh, insights, not unlike you see with American Ninja Warrior or even my other show on TBS, Go Big Show, where we learn uh, a lot more, hopefully, about why these wrestlers are stepping into the ring, why these men and women are competing, what this means to them, and uh, their place in AEW. So I think that and a few other items, of course, the biggest item being Paul White, um, will separate uh, AEW Dark Elevation uh, from its uh, predecessor, AEW Dark. Thanks, Cody. Okay, next up is Tim Battle from iHeartRadio. And following Tim will be Sean Layless from CBR. Tim? Yeah. Uh, hey, Cody. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of buzz around your match tonight. Some might say that this would be a pay-per-view type of match. Uh, do you think the match loses a little bit of edge being on Dynamite instead of the pay-per-view on Sunday? And then also, how hard was it to convince Tully to get back in the ring tonight? Well, I would say the FTR boys, uh, I don't know how much convincing they actually had to do. I Tully. Uh, he's always got that wild look in his eye um, that I wish so many uh, other people had in terms of he, he, he wants it. I don't think it was a uh, difficult conversation. Uh, I think we've got a few surprises here for Tully tonight uh, as we are very excited, and, and it's not lost on me what it means, him returning to the ring. Um, as far as Shaq, myself, Jade, and Red Velvet in this tag, I think it fits just great on Dynamite. Uh, we've actually talked about it on the call before, whereas the economics of the industry are are much different now. The pay-per-view and the streaming and, and everything to that nature, uh, there's a great deal of opportunity there, but the, the television money um, is your bottom line sometimes and providing the absolute best content for dynamite and not doing a really carny, let's stretch it, let's stretch it, let's stretch it, um, that wrestling has done in the past. So I'm excited that it's on Dynamite and it's live and that it's not only live and on Dynamite, but it's kicking off the show, it being the very first thing. Um, It just makes for a great show. And actually, to extrapolate a little bit on this, one discovery I think we've made, and Tony Khan uh, seems to be really keen on it, and I love that, is that our go-home to pay-per-views might always end up in some way being themed. Uh, they're always going to have a heavy hitter of a match on them uh, because they shouldn't be a throwaway. A lot of rivalries and stories and angles, if you will, 
uh, sometimes the wagon is already in the barn and you run a VTR and, hey, they check out the pay-per-view. But for AEW, we still want that go-home show to not only be significant but newsworthy. Uh, and, and we're learning that as we're finding our own identity. So that will be exciting moving forward. Thanks, Cody. <clears throat> Sean Laylis from CBR is next, and Sean will be followed by Cassidy Haynes from Body Slam. Sean? Hey, Cody. Congratulations on the upcoming child. It's going to be going to make you a different person. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, my son, he's 11. He became a wrestling fan because he saw you, your brother, and your dad in a Scooby-Doo movie. Um with Shaquille O'Neal being on the pay-per-view this weekend, with Snoop Dogg coming on, I assume you're probably going to help Stephen Amell promote uh, Hills when it starts up. What is AEW's stance when it comes to crossing over with non-wrestling to bring in fans who might not have watched it before or maybe bring back fans who used to watch in the past using the crossovers? Well, I love that you enjoyed that Scooby movie and – it's actually funny to me that is the last thing uh, we worked on as a family, and I've actually never seen the movie uh, myself. But the the fact that we did the voiceover work for it with Dusty and Dustin and myself, uh, I'm glad uh, it resonated. Um, for me, I've really taken it upon myself to I want to grow our audience, and I know we have the best bell to bell wrestling. We have a guy like Pack here. So just a guy like Pac guarantees me that we have the best bell to bell wrestling. But I need people to watch it. I need them, if they come for Shaq, maybe they'll stay for somebody like Pac. I keep using him as an example just because I'm a big fan of his work. Uh, but I definitely think you will see more crossover. And you'll see crossover done in a respectful way. Like I said, Shaq trained. You mentioned Stephen Amell. Well, he also trained because that's the only way I would insist on doing anything. Um, it's... It, that to me is important. You can only bring in people for when it comes to a crossover that respect your business. Snoop Dogg, nobody respects wrestling more than Snoop Dogg and has a love for it. Uh, you don't need to chase uh, Hollywood A-list and, and B-list if they're not into this. Uh, and Shaquille O'Neal is somebody who's very into wrestling uh, and knows a lot about it. You know, grew up uh, uh, watching uh, Leroy Brown and JYD, and he has a lot of opinions and things to say about them and as a fan. And again, like I said, he trains. So, yes, you will see more crossover. Uh, and my goal here is always to grow our show because I want to grow more fans. I want to make more fans happy. Um, you will see it, but it will always be done in a disciplined way. We want people who love our, our sport and love our form of entertainment because um, they make for the best guests. Thank you, Cody. <clears throat> okay, Cassidy Haynes from Body Slam, you're next. We're going to follow Cassidy with Rich Fan from Pro Wrestling Torch. Cassidy. Yes, hey, uh, thanks, guys. Hey, Cody, how's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, man. Uh, so with the uh, the women's tournament finals wrapping up tonight with the winner going on to face Sheeta, you recently tweeted about uh, Maki Ito and how you like to see her win the tournament. Are, is there many talks about and possibly bringing her back into the company to work more now that uh, the tournament's wrapped up, especially after how big of a reception she got online? 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, Maki Ito, the deity of, uh, well, I can't say it on this call, but uh, Maki, uh, she, she impressed, as did many of the women in the Eliminator Tournament. And I thought that was really special. I'd like to give a little shout-out to Shida and uh, Emmy and Kenny, of course, and Nakazawa because, like I said, Tony moved heaven and earth to make that happen. It's very difficult in the pandemic to get a show in another country and somehow somehow weave it into the fabric of our own show. So they did a wonderful job with this tournament. Uh, and I think a discovery from this, and we were talking about how much tournaments can benefit and function your show, is someone like that who had a following. And we want people who have a following. Um, the hardest thing to do, they say, in sports is to hit a baseball. To me, the hardest thing in sports is to connect with the fans. And if you connect with the fans, that's why you will see somebody like a Makiito. That's why you see somebody like a Ryan Nimitz. Um, they have a connection with the fans. You don't want to be the best worker that no one's ever heard of or never connected with. Um, so, you know, personally, there's been conversations on my end. Uh, I know a lot of the women in the locker room were a fan and would love to work uh, with her. Uh, so let's let's take a look as things open up. Um, I'd say it's pretty, pretty likely. You see her again in an AEW ring. Thanks, Cody. Okay, next up is going to be Rich Fan from Pro Wrestling Torch, and then I'm going to ask a question on behalf of Jason Powell from Pro Wrestling Net. Rich? Hey, Cody. Always good to hear from you. Uh, my question is really about developing younger talent. So you've had a lot of success working with the younger talent and from places like WWE or other places uh, coming into AEW, you've mentioned your school that you've worked with, your brother's school's opening. But in particular, Darby, MJF have become top-tier performers. And now tonight you have Jade and Red Velvet. Uh, with the tag match, what does it mean to you to not only see your status as a star grow, but also kind of being the king and queen maker behind the scenes in developing some of these younger talents, both on dark and on television? Um, man, that's a really romantic way of describing me and um i i'll take it because i have heard in wrestling companies and the ones i've been in how important it is to make new stars and then i've seen people not make new stars or i've seen people not push down on the gas when the right moment occurred and here there's such an open mind and tony runs such a different business that we are seeding you know you you don't want to have a top of your roster and then nothing, 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 and then a bottom of the roster. You do have to fill out the middle of the card, the preliminary matches, and then you're able to pluck from there and bring them up to the top. And then they might swing back down, but then they'll bring the the, the interest will be risen to the top. It's a whole a whole formula, and I think we're the best at doing it because we had to do it. We started with a lot of unknown people are a lot of people who had like a punk rock following where everyone told you about how great they were, but you'd really never heard of them or seen them. So we had to do it quickly. And if you look at, I mentioned Britt, I mentioned Ricky Starks, MJF, Sammy Guevara, and then you can look at somebody like Anna Jay. Then you look at somebody like Jade and Red Velvet. That is our job. That is our job to make them so wanted and needed and seen that you have to have an action figure of them that that they have to get media requests and to me that's the thing it's the most gratifying thing as a wrestler other than you when you win the title yourself or win a title yourself 
to hear the reaction for somebody who you just made. And I know we're talking inside baseball here, and I and by no means am a you know, salty old veteran, but I have been doing this since I was 15 years old. I've heard what that sounds like, and it's an absolute high that no drug on earth can give you. It's a very real thing, and I just hope we can continue to do it. And that will take not only looking at our own dressing room, our own locker room, it's going to take looking out in the world and finding people. Bill Watt was the master at finding, you know, men and women from other other walks of life, whether they're from uh, basketball, baseball, uh, gymnasts, things of that nature. You're going to have to look beyond just wrestling schools, and we do that at the Nightmare Factory. It's one of my favorite things to get a look at people. I'll tell you, one of the people we took a look at was Wardlow, uh, and that guy's money in the bank. If he, I mean, that guy has absolute money in the bank, and he's young, and he's hungry, um, he just borrowed my Bret Hart book. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hope we can continue to make stars. Okay, I'm going to read a question from Jason Powell from Pro Wrestling Net, and we've taken the liberty of spinning the wheel for our final question. It landed on Michael Salek uh, from SE Scoops. So first we're going to go with the question from Jason, get Cody's answer, and then we'll, we'll end with Michael. So from Jason Powell, the company announced that AEW Dark Elevation will be starting this month, and there's still the forthcoming TNT show in addition to Dark and Dynamite. I'm curious to know what the taping plan for all this content will be once the world gets back to normal. Can you tape all this in one night without it being overkill for the fans in attendance, or is there a plan to spread out the various tapings somehow? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a technical question, and... I wish I had a really good technical answer. Um, with all the content that's moving forward, uh, that's an area where I'm going to leave it to Greg Warner, who I'd like to give a special shout-out to, who heads production, Keith Mitchell, our executive producer, Tim Walbert, our director, and their teams uh, to help coordinate something that's logistically the, the, the best for us. Uh, we we want to make sure fans have the best experience and and it's not a marathon-style taping as I've been part of in the past, uh, not at AEW, but I know how they feel, uh, and I know where they can kind of, they can, I'm trying to use the right word, they can linger and fatigue, especially for families. So we'll do everything we can uh, to make it um, logistically and, and functionally correct. I'm sorry that wasn't a technical answer, um, but... Uh, those are the guys who I'm going to rely on to do it. Keith Mitchell and uh, Greg Werner and that team, because they're wonderful at what they do, and they have many, many years of experience doing this. And Tony will have his own plan, and we'll be off to the races. All right. Thanks, Cody. And as promised, uh, to wrap it up for us here, Michael Shalik from SE Scoops. Uh, you won the lottery. You get the last question. Michael, you ready? All right. Best for last. Here we go. Cody, thank you for your time today. Uh, following the announcement of AEW Dark Elevation, Tony Khan confirmed that a second TNT show is still in the works for later this year. Could you tell us, do you expect that this show will have a different format than Dynamite? Might we see a trios division, more outside the ring content, or something else? Well, uh, I know you're not speaking about AEW Dark Elevation. I know you mean the, the promised... Uh, additional hour of content uh, on TNT, actually. 
I think all our shows will end up with a, with a different format. Um, it's a bit of a brain trust in, in forming those formats right now. The focus is AW Dark Elevation, how we can make that different and how we can feature uh, our, our younger stars, our, our preliminary stars more to get to know them. I can tell you one thing we won't do with AEW Dark Elevation is we're not going to bait and switch. We're not going to give you a show on night one that doesn't reflect what that show will be like the rest of the year or the rest of many years. When it comes to the additional hour of content on TNT, and I'm careful to say third hour because people sometimes think that means we're going three hours, which we are not. Um, when it comes to that, I can only tell you that it has a name. And I love its name, but I can't tell you I can't tell you what it is. And hopefully, on the next media call, uh, we'll be talking about it. But it will happen uh, in 2021. Uh, in addition to that, there's some other news uh, featuring some other AEW talent regarding another show uh, that is also in the Warner Media family. So please, uh, if you're part of our wonderful media list, or if you're out there and you work with Fleischman and Mandy and all these wonderful people who set this call up for me. Please keep your ear to the ground because we have made some pretty large moves and we have no, we aren't stopping. Uh, we're moving forward full speed ahead, going all in. Okay. Well, Cody, thanks. Thanks a lot. And to everybody who joined us, um, a lot of thanks to everybody. You know, we're about five hours away right now from dynamite. So on behalf of Cody and Tony Khan and, Everybody at AEW, we're very grateful for your continued coverage and your interest. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up. We're going to be distributing an audio copy here shortly. So, again, thanks for joining the call. Remember, uh, Sunday night, uh, Revolution, pay-per-view. And we hope you have a great day, a great week. And we'll see you tonight, and we'll see you on Sunday night. Thank you. So um, there was no official pay-per-view theme for this year's pay-per-view yet. So I went with last year's Revolution theme. <laughs> and this is Revelation by um, – Dirt- um, Zardiac, I think I said it wrong last year too, but I'll say it wrong again this year. Whatever. <laughs> go to our go to our Spotify playlist. You'll you can get the song. So, by the way, I forgot to mention that top of the show. We do have a Spotify playlist now for the Black Style Show. You can hear all of our songs that are available on Spotify on a Spotify playlist. Look us up when you find the show. Find that playlist. Uh, all right. Before we get to the card, I do want to um, update take an update on me, Sal, and Dad's um, pay per view um, standings where we are after the chamber. Last week we didn't have a chance to do that, and um, I went one and three at the chamber. So did Dad, and um, Sal went two and two. So our standings now is um, uh, me and Dad are me and Sal are five and four, and Dad is three and six going into this pay per view. I'm three and five, three and six going into this pay per view. So there you go. And I'm still in the hunt. I I still cannot believe, cannot believe, two weeks later that Dad said that Jay Uso was going to win the chamber and beat Roman Reigns for the title. I like the storyline, though. I like the storyline. It was cousin against cousin. I was so wonky. I mean, maybe Roman if they Reigns did some, can. like, old school, like, Bella Twins twin magic, maybe, but <laughs> no. Oh, I, could, you know, I, I get why you have said that. Yeah, you it know, makes so sense. John, the thing is, Dad picked Roman Reigns for every pay-per-view for <laughs> yeah. solid years. And then all of a sudden, this one, he's like, Jay Uso's winning the title. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like the storyline. You know, family, you know, has their problems. And yeah, yeah, what yeah. better way to iron them out than a good old slugfest? Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the AEW Revolution pay-per-view. What a difference a year makes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last year. God. 
someone put a video up of last year's revolution and last year the main event was jericho and moxley and moxley won the title but that was the night that jericho had um a full-out like choir singing singing judas oh so, right like, that, that was a year ago it was beautiful so in front of a crowd, that was the last, like, the last like pay per view before we lost the crowds and everything else. So, wow, what difference the year makes. Now we have potted fans, like pod fans <laughs> in pods at at Daly's place. So, <laughs> not <laughs> quite the same, but they're doing what they can. Fans. At least, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that would give them. So, and it's also outdoors, so it helps. All right. Let's get through this. Um, some of these matches are not complete, mainly because we're recording this before the final Dynamite with Hay Review. But that's how that schedule works this year. So whatever. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> let's start with the Casino Tag Team Roy- Battle Royale. I guess that's the name of it. Because for some, for, for some reason, we can't have Hay Review without a Battle Royale. I'm not quite <laughs> sure why. We can't have one of these always. So, it's an AEW staple, especially, isn't it now? Why is it on the main show? Um <laughs> For a future AEW World Tag Team Championship match, it is um, announced. Because they said there's more teams going to be announced. So this is a team that are announced. It is Bear Country, who won appearance on Dynamite, but they're like undefeated on Dark. So throw them in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dark Order teams of Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and even Uno and Stu Grayson. Um, Pound and Powerful, Santana Vertiz, The Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, Top Flight, and more people to come. Um, John, who wins this thing? From the announced people, obviously, if if someone else is announced, I might change my answer. But from the announced people, I I'm going with Private Party okay. because I think they they need something big. Uh, they need a storyline where you're not going to have Bear Country win it. I mean, you could maybe have some Dark Order people win it, but I, I find them fun when they're kind of not doing anything. If that makes sense, <laughs> when Dark Order just turn up and do Dark Order stuff, that's fine. They just they're just weird. <laughs> But yeah, I think private party it would be a good um a good thing for them and tie in with anything Matt Hardy's gonna do afterwards as well. So I'm going with that. Um Zach, I, I don't want to take away from your on the canvas show this weekend, but go ahead. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm going with private party too. Yeah. Um I, I think uh it just look, it just makes sense. I mean that team they're in the midst of a kind of a not a a little bit of a character change. They got the stuff going hmm. on with, with Matt Hardy. They're trying to play heels for the first time. They've got some in-ring chemistry with, with the, with the young bucks. And I think, you know, not to, not to go too far ahead of us here, but I think young bucks are going to walk out with, as, as the tag team champions again. And I think that that match, you know, you can put on a main event of, of, of dynamite and, and plus, you know, like you talked about, I think, um, you know, you still have the Adam Page factor and his relationship with the Young Bucks. Maybe they try to revive that with some six-man tags. So I, I just think that that's the smart play. It gives Private Party not a huge boost, but something to hang their hat on as they kind of transition into this heel role. So uh, outside of any kind of random surprises that pop up, uh, I don't know, guys. I feel oddly confident about this pick. <laughs> I'm, I'm leading toward Santana Ortiz, basically, mm-hmm. even if the, if the Bucks or – Jericho and MJF win the belts. I think Hannah Ortiz actually makes sense to be the number one contenders because you can have a good match or a crazy storyline with the inner circle. Either way. That's yeah. that's interesting because it's going to come up later when you bring up a match. Yes. But I mean, I'd not considered them as potential winners but I, because, I again, jumping ahead, I assume the Young Bucks are going to win. True. Well, yeah. well you know, I think we'll talk about that match next because I, we keep bringing it up. So <laughs> <laughs> now, what's your official pick here? 
I, I'm torn because I, I want to go the one of two ways, but I, I think just in the interest of, you know, doing the, the right, the right thing. Um, I mean, proud and powerful technically just had a title shot recently. Um, and private party, they've been coming up and getting a lot of TV time, you know, hooking up with Matt Hardy. Uh, I do like top flight as well, but I really, I, I don't know. I'm leaning towards private party and my yeah. iPad fell. Um, I'm leaning towards private party. And I think that they, they, you know, they work their butt off and they, you know, they're going through this, this heel change and everything like that. So my iPad won't stay up. And um, I, yeah, that's going to be my pick. I think it's going to be private party. Dad, you're having trouble keeping it up. Dad, your pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Santana Ortiz. Okay, I feel better now. <laughs> only, only because you not Roman Reigns. Jimmy... <laughs> no, <laughs> wrong, wrong organization there, Buck. <laughs> They're doing a crossover. <laughs> Roman's going to turn off. I'm going to get Blake to literally spit out his drink one of these days. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, or at least coming out of his nose. Okay. I'm, getting close. Um, <laughs> I'm getting close. Um, yeah, Santana Ortiz, only because. I think you need some conflict for the inner circle because Sammy Guevara broke away. And I think Santa or Santana Ortiz are going to put bugs in Chris Jericho. Jericho's going that MJF's not a good fit. MJF's not a good fit. Look what he's doing. Look what he's doing. That's going to cause some conflict because everyone's thinking that the Young Bucks are going to retain. I'm going to go to that match match right now. Okay. We'll talk to championship match. Continue, Dad. Go. (laughs) <laughs> here's here's my theory young bucks are going to drop the belt to mgf and jericho Ooh, okay. and santana ortiz are going to challenge him and okay. there's where you get your inner conflict it's either you're with us or you're against us i i like i really really like that i'm not gonna mm. lie i really like that the only thing i see here and I, I have the Bucks winning, even though I did say I'd love to see Jericho and NBA versus Santana Ortiz. I think the only reason I have the Bucks winning here is because I see Santana, I see, I see Sammy Guevara coming down and actually costing Jericho and MJF the match. Oh, that's what so I see happening. All on a similar wavelength with that. Okay, I think, mm. well, John, go ahead. John, go ahead. Um, well, see, my my initial thought was uh, the Young Bucks retain because I thought, well, you can't have in. I'm on a similar wavelength. I think they're going to fall out over it. You can't have Jericho and MJF the main tag team in the group. You've already got a goddamn tag team in the group. So that's that conflict is there already. I hadn't considered this uh, extra thing where they might be fighting over the over the titles. That would be cool. But I thought like MJF and Jericho will lose. So proud and powerful will be like you've screwed this up for us, you know. <laughs> We will come and redeem the inner circle for you. We are the tag team, not you. Fair enough. So I think we're all on the same idea, though, aren't we? They're, they're going to fall out. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm a, so I'm going with the Young Bucks, but I think we're going to see you know, the fallout like you guys talked about. But I, I'm looking at it from a different angle, though. I, I think the fallout is like the story is, to me, you're seeing kind of MJF work his way to the top of the inner circle and to get people behind him. Because right? I think the end game there is, is Jericho against MJF in a, in a big blow-off match. So I, I think we're going to see some dissension here for the first time between Jericho and MJF. Maybe Jericho is the one that takes the pin. Maybe he's the one that kind of 
can't keep up with MJF in the match and they lose mm. because of Jericho and that's MJF's in to try to prove himself as the as the leader as the leader of, of inner circle moving forward. So I, I think this is the catalyst to the to either the breakup or just the reorganization of inner circle. But uh end result, Young Bucks retain. And and I think it's smart from that perspective too, because they've got a story with the Good Brothers taking place currently as well. And I you gotta mm. think that Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks impact tag team champions versus AEW tag team champions is on the horizon at some point with what they've been doing on dynamite between those teams uh-huh. uh, for the last what month and a half. So yeah, young bucks. Yeah, that, that match will happen at battle of the belt. There you go. Sal. Uh-huh. There you go. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I was again, torn because of how it can go, but I, I really think that the young bucks are going to retain, um, I didn't think of what you said about Sammy Guevara possibly, you know, running in, interfering, causing them to match. That would make sense. Um, so that actually would solidify then my choice of Young Bucks versus uh, Private Party in the future. It would make sense. So it will happen because this is a well, pay-per-view, not a WWE pay-per-view. That's and plus I, feel like, <laughs> and plus, I feel like for some reason, you know, doing the opposite would be a little too obvious. I don't know. That's just how I feel. Here's, here's something else. What if Wardlow inadvertently costs them the match? That's interesting. And Sammy Ooh. gets upset and comes down and tries to kick Wardlow's ass. That's interesting. Oh. Hmm. Um, the one thing I will throw out there is the Young Bucks are avenging Papa Buck's weird, weird, random, bloody face all over their <laughs> face on the chocolate. It was so bad. That was so terrible. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there before I forgot. It wasn't just me who thought it was like the fakest thing ever then, right? So bad. No. Uh... <laughs> I like Papa Buck, but that was really bad. <laughs> it was, really, really bad. It was, it was red finger paint. That's what it was. <laughs> I'm not sure what was worth that or whatever the hell that um, weird black stuff that Randy Orton puked up was. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but at least that was okay. supposed to be stupid. Like, you know, it's like, oh, it's supernatural. It's weird. <laughs> Very true. All right. Let's move on. I'm going to jump around the card a little bit. Let's go with the Face of Revolution ladder match for a future AEW TNT Championship which, again, is the AEW stable. They have a, t- a number one contendership ladder match all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the announced people that we have of now, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Pento L0, um, yeah, whatever, Lance Archer, <laughs> and either 10 or Max Caster. And then they said there'll be a surprise entrant on the pay-per-view. Hmm. So I don't know who the hell the surprise entrant is. And no one can do a surprise entrant. The last time I was entrant was, um, who was it? It was uh, Evan Bourne, and he fell down. So you never know. Oh, <laughs> that's a cheap dig. I felt so sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I have an idea who it may be. Ooh. What if you know. have Davy Boy Smith Jr. come <gasps> and he and Lance Archer reunite their tag team? Now that would oh. be all for it. That I would be for. That would be great. <laughs> and I and I love AEW style. Like, obviously, it's my favorite company. I've said this many times. But it would be good to get someone like him in for the like the pure wrestling enthusiast. True. That's a good point. Yeah. I like that they idea. Because they need a few more of those guys. I really like that idea. So, Dad, I'll start with you. Who wins this thing? Who wins this ladder match? Dad, you first. Ladder match. Who wins? Uh, I'm going to go with the favorite, Lance Archer. Okay. I like that answer. That's not that, not that far-fetched. I like that one, actually. I'm Sal, what do you think? Uh, I'm going with uh, vacant, because it seems to always be vacant with these situations where 
it's a TBA, and then they always wind up coming in and winning. <laughs> Lance Archer once one of these like surprise appearances. I could have sworn that was a thing one time. I think so. Right, that sounds Cage. right. It was Brian Cage. Oh, Brian Cage. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um, John, go ahead. Unless uh, unless the surprise entrant is someone absolutely spectacular, I'm going with Lance Archer as well. I think he he kind of needs a big win. He needs something because he, he's. He hasn't had a lot going on. He just kind of turns up, does some. He doesn't win a lot of matches, uh, but he's meant to be like a big, imposing, scary guy. Uh, and his match on Dynamite, most recently, I say most recently because we haven't seen this week's, uh, was fantastic. Like that, I was really into. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. ah, they're building yeah. something yeah. for him. Well, well, the interesting thing, like, he did this weird feud with Pac. And like the weird feud he did, I, I, and, and Kingston, like I'm not sure what he's doing. The yeah, weird feud. <laughs> It's like, isn't, they, isn't there a match set up between him and uh, Luchasaurus? Probably. That hasn't happened yet. That hasn't That'd happened. be great. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I'd love to see that. Um, I, I'm actually going to do I'm going Dark Horse, and it's not even, it's not meant to be anything. I'm Dark Horse. I'm going Scorpio Sky. Oh. Coming ooh. back from injury. Uh, I think he just wrote to get his pushback that he had, and then he mm. got hurt. And I think he deserves to get his pushback. So, um, Zach, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going the mystery opponent, and 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 I don't necessarily have a good guess as to who it is. <laughs> but I look at just I look at the field, and I just don't know if any of those guys make sense for Darby Allen right now. And that so I'm kind of stuck there. And so um, for that reason, uh, mystery opponent it is. <laughs> Interesting is that like Cody Rhodes is in this match, and no one's talking about him. I think that's hysterical. Yeah. Well, like, you know, he's had his time for a bit. He can chill out for a while. Oh, no, yep. I agree. It's just funny to me that Cody Rhodes is in a match <laughs> and no one's talking about it. So. <laughs> so it's interesting, though, Zach, that you mentioned um, that none of them make sense for Derby because that's a good point, actually, because we're all saying Lance, Lance Archer, but he's already, like, Derby's already up against a big guy. You don't yeah. want to do two feuds in a row that are the same thing. So that's a good point. I, I think mm. about that. That's a good point. Mm. Let's move on to the weird, to two weird storylines. Let's <laughs> go with Miro and Kit Sabian versus Chuck Taylor and Aaron Cassidy. Uh, sure. I, I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> so yes, I'm going to yes. pick Miro and Kit Sabian and move on with my life. Zach, go ahead. <laughs> Same analysis. Let's get this thing over with and get these guys onto something different and something new. Uh, but I'll, you know, just to keep Orange Cassidy strong and let the story end with the baby faces going out on top, I'm going with Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Sal? Yeah, I agree. I'm going uh, sexy Chucky e. T and Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy. Yeah, see, I-, I knew you'd pick Orange Cassidy. You have your t shirt. So there you go. <laughs> You're still waiting to wear it to a show. Dad, um, oh, yeah, no. go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and then the winner gets Penelope Ford. <laughs> that's not a stipulation. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's not a stipulation. No. Why, why no, 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 no. Chuck, Chuck E. T. was the was butler not, for them. WCW 2001. Charles. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> despite what um, Tony Khan thinks, this is not WCW 2001. You're not going to have a stipulation at the show. <laughs> Penelope <laughs> Ford on a pole. <laughs> no comment. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What kind of poll? Okay, I'm going to break the trend here then. Uh, I'm going to agree with one thing. I kind of don't care, which is a shame because I think everyone in the match is amazing. I love them all. But I kind of, the, the story's just a bit boring. 
But I'm saying Kip and Miro because I think Miro, much like I said with Lance Archer, he needs something. I agree. 100%. He needs yeah. a win. He's done kind of nothing. Uh, and I get it. You know, not everyone can be at the top of the card every week. That would be stupid. Like you see fans online going, why isn't this person fighting for the title? Why isn't that person? Because you can only have one or two, maybe. You can't have everyone in the main event. <laughs> there in a few minutes. But um, Miro needs something. Um, speaking of men, one a person that should be somewhere in like the TNT title picture, but he's stuck in a weird feud about money. Hangman Adam Page, <laughs> big, um, big money Matt Hardy, the winner receives the loser's 2021 first corner earnings. This is a stupid storyline. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going Hangman wins with Dark Order assistance. Um, John. <laughs> uh, exactly the same hangman wins dark order helps him out and i think the reason the only reason i'm going with it is because i think matt hardy being upset and angry will be hilarious hmm. i want to see his uh, big money character who i found a bit bland so far going off the rails because he's, he's losing money <laughs> yes he's desperate he needs more very very true delete <laughs> yeah. what do you think hangman all the way uh, it's uh, kind of a, a really weird match for him. I think it's just kind of like he, it's almost like he's just I think above this part of the card, and that given his talent and what we've seen him do already on some of these big AW shows, it's kind of this seems a little beneath him in my eyes. So I think he just cleans up, it's a definitive win, and uh, move on to the next thing. I mean, I'm sure we'll see Dark Order, but um, you know, even even if we do, I, I want to see. Adam Page, you know, at the forefront, winning because he's much better than than Hardy. Not because he needs Dark Order's help, but because they're there just to just to support him. So either way, Hangman over Strong. I, I also figured Dark Order's out there to cancel our private party. So yeah, that's also mm. a thing. So and also, what's the, what's the other team? I'm try, Hybrid too. They're also out there too. So there's like 17 Dark Order members. So like they could take care of private party and Hybrid too. <laughs> So. I, I love Matt Hardy, like, expanding this stable. I assume the hybrid two and out. Are they actually with him no, properly? or just? Are. I think they yeah. are. I like that. That's well, cool. If you listen, your pick, go. Hardy bought a uh, hybrid two for protection. That's not a bad mm. thing. That's not a bad thing. That's smart. No. That's actually smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, go ahead, Dad. Pick. I'm going to go with Hang Page or Big Money Matt Hardy, and then drinks are on Page. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty obvious that Hangman Adam Page is going to win. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see Matt Hardy just go off the rails and just like form into this like new character that's fused of like just big money Matt, Matt and like Damascus or whatever the fuck he was called and just, like <laughs> go crazy. Just what we need is a 17th new Matt Hardy character. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? Why not? There's there's so many already. Who cares at this point? <laughs> just do it. Hurricane Helen so, backyard of the- <laughs> so, so which Matt Hardy are you going to get? Alright, let's continue on. Um, real fast, I actually, I'm very surprised and maybe this is going to happen after Dynamite because they have to have the six-man tag that they didn't at, at, dark, at the... um. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy taking on FTR is not on this card. I kind of expect it to be on this card, especially because I, I, I'm surprised that Tony Khan is not taking the opportunity to have a crowd that's pretty much half full singing along with Jungle Boy's theme music. I'm very surprised. That's not a thing. Yeah, I assumed oh, it, it was on the card. Yeah. Not on the card, yeah, but I figured after Dynamite it will be. So I'm not going to make picks out of it, yeah. but it's not official. Let's throw it out there. Hmm. Um, 
AEW Women's Women's Championship match. It's Kirishita taking on the winner of the Eliminate Tournament. The problem is the Eliminate Tournament is not over yet. And it's either going to be Nyla Rose or Rio Mizunami? Sure. I'll call it that. Mizunami? Mizunami? Yeah. I, I don't know. I only watched like one tournament match, so I don't really know how to pronounce <laughs> her name. So um, I don't know who – I'm assuming – it's going to be Mizunami versus Shida, because why else would you fly out someone from Japan just to wrestle one match on Dynamite? I don't understand. <laughs> like, go through all that for one match? Um, John, any thoughts on this, and do you expect Shida to retain? See, I'm the other way. I think... I don't know. I don't want this to be the case necessarily, but I think Nyla Rose will win, Ooh. and then face Shida. Okay. The reason I don't want it is just because I've seen it. <laughs> like you know um yeah. i i like them both like they're both fine but i've seen this i've seen this and i i think though she just got to lose no matter what right like it's time for a title change she's kind of treading water a little bit i guess exactly yeah yeah i, I mean i think she wins regardless of who she who she faced you know mm-hmm. I, I you know this just seems to me that um yeah yeah we've seen we've seen kind of the rose match um, and we've seen her as champion too. I don't know if there's anything more to get out of that at this point. And I think until there's a really solid reason to take the belt off of Sheeta, um, let her let her keep going. I mean, she really was somebody who really kind of put a her stamp on that division when it really needed it. When it was kind of a lot of injuries, some directionless talent, and some you know just you needed someone to come in and kind of just lay a foundation for what the division is going to be. I think she's done that and done a really nice job. And I just don't know that either of the women that are in the finals of this tournament are kind of ready to to unseat her at this time. And then on, on the flip side, can do anything better or more important and more impactful than she can at the top at the top of the division. So yeah, I look at, I'm looking for her to retain. I'm surprised that Britt Baker is not involved um, in I this agree. somehow. Yeah, Very I assume she would go to the yeah. final and win. This was her yeah, time. Right. Thunder Rosa or one of them. I was very surprised that we're here. Yeah, because right. like I think if you're talking like Britt Baker in the in the in the finals here, then I think you can make an argument for hey, okay, let's take I the belt off Sheeta. But until that happens, I don't think so. So I'm, I think Sheeta retains. Sal, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I mean, we've done the Nyla Rose storyline a few times, so I think this would be a good opportunity to showcase you know the Japan side, have her win. And then have Sheeta retain, and then eventually lose it to like Britt Baker or something like that later on. Okay, Dad. I think you just have no idea what to do with Nyla Rose um, mm. because Guerrero. By the way, we're not talking Guerrero. It's supposed to be managing Nyla, and she wasn't there. I don't know. What I, I, I still busy getting married. Vicky hasn't be, appeared for a while, so I don't know what's going on. But I, I think they don't know what to do with Nyla Rose, so. Okay, well, we'll put her winning the finals. Okay, that, and that's great. But then, what do you do afterwards? I think they have no program yet for her to, to go on to. So, yeah, she's just gonna hang on to the, the belt, okay. um, you know, unless they develop uh, some sort of program for for Rose. I I don't see Nyla Rose getting the belt for for a while. Like I said, I think the next real challenger for uh, Sheeta would be Britt Baker. I agree. It's oh, got to be Brit, right? Like, I'm a huge, I'm obsessed with Abaddon, but she's not going to win. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I tried that once already and it failed miserably. Abaddon was terrible. I think I'm the only person who loved that. Everyone else didn't like it. <laughs> I like it too. Yeah. I'm going to throw out there real fast. Um, this tournament was terrible. 
tournament was awful. It's a shame, isn't it? Because they're good, but like the tournament itself is awful. (laughs) Yeah. YouTube. Why was like half the thing on YouTube? The Japan matches had no crowd, and Uh, I love the referee in the Japan matches that was wearing gloves, a mask, (laughs) and a shield. By the way, (laughs) and then one or two matches were on like the Bleacher Report. Yeah, that was weird. Mm -hmm. Weird. One match, one match (laughs) on Monday night for no reason. Like it was such a weird tournament. All, all these like qualifying matches were all over their places. It's like, it's what, so what do I see? Weird. Where do I go? My favorite yeah. part was, was watching an episode, and it was like, here's a second round match from the U.S. bracket, and here's the finals from the Japan bracket. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> and it's a shame because I'm a I'm a huge fan of women's wrestling. I love supporting it and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my favorite wrestlers are, are women, so I wanted to love it and watch it all, and it was just sure. difficult. Yeah, it fell flat. Hmm. All right, let's move on. We have the street fight. It is Darby Allen and Woo-hoo. Sting versus Woo-hoo. Team Taz, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks with Taz and maybe um, Hook. Hook, who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hook, I don't know what's going on. That's weird. But anyway, we have this match happening on Sunday. Sting is wrestling. Um, I still can't get over Sting's in a wrestling match. Yeah. Twenty one. <laughs> so weird. So, Sal, I'm going to approach you as the Sting fan here. Go ahead, go for it. I thought I would never see it ever again. I'm so happy. <laughs> Yay. Um, I I foresee Sting being like knocked out right at the beginning, and then it's all Darby Allen because you know Sting's old, and I don't know if he can handle a street fight. Um, but I I I think Darby Allen and Sting will win. Uh, Darby Allen needs to come out strong. He's the champ, uh, you know, set up, you know, something with Brian Cage probably. Uh, and yeah, so I'm going to say Darby Allen and Sting. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to throw my pick out there. I expect Sting and Darby Allen to win this match. I just don't see a reason why a father, a father-son duo does not win this match. So, <laughs> um, John, go ahead. It's it's a shame that I have to agree, right? Because I don't want Brian Cage to lose, because he's another one who I think needs a big that's why Ricky victory in the match, though. That's why he's that's that's probably why he can take the loss. That's fine for Ricky Starks. That's great. I, I love him, but he he can lose. That's okay. And I think if Sting and Darby lost, not only would Darby look bad as as a champion, but it would kind of make Sting look weak and pointless. All this posturing he's been doing every week—it's like, oh well, what was that all about? You know, but it is a bit strange as well throwing Sting into a street fight for his first match. That that's bold and risky. Uh, that's strange. <laughs> I think they're doing it because they don't know if Sting can actually wrestle. So yeah, like, fucking brawl street fight because you can't. <laughs> Why not? You know what well, I mean? I just it's more fun that way and more like less unpredictable. Well, like let's be honest yeah. here because we don't know what Sting can do in the ring. Exactly. You know, you can swing a bat around and have some fun. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and here's the thing: Sting's gotten somewhat good cardio but his mm. strength's not there so he can't do gorilla press names anymore if you notice the only thing he's doing is stinger splashes and and maybe a scorpion death drop which is uh, fine it, it's fine though you can do the hits do the hits. Yeah, he could be the new so, five moves of doom <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um unless he develops a new move with him and, and darby allen i don't know but yeah i see their team taking the victory only because I think there's going to be some infighting with Cage and Star. Oh, maybe. 
Maybe hmm. that'd be interesting. That would be interesting. And like two. And I and sorry. And it's kind of like uh, the redhead stepchild that you bring up from after that, you put them away. <laughs> okay, Zach, go ahead, your pick. Sting and Darby all the way. I mean, I, I would be very surprised if uh, that it goes any other way except that team winning and winning strongly. So uh, Sting's making his comeback. You know, you want to keep him strong at least for his first match and so he can go to something else maybe so no yeah sting darby all the way actually something you said there even more solidified in my mind that it's sting and darby because it made me think that like yeah it's his first match back right and what did wwe do to him as soon as he came back right they they punked him out and made him look stupid Uh whereas AEW will deliberately go the other way i I agree that's true point i didn't think about that at all um, so let's get to the event. That okay. And I'm gonna start. Here's the thing. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the delay in his connection tonight has been amazing. Um, oh my god! Let's get to the main event. Okay. I want to tell a little story. A little story. So I assumed Sal was home watching Dynamite. I watched NXT first, and then I watched Dynamite. And I watched Dynamite in, and Thursday morning I went to work because I wasn't feeling well and I went to bed early. And I'm watching Dynamite in the morning and I'm, I'm skimming through the show and I get to the end of the show. And I'm assuming Sal has seen the show because he usually is at home, but he was at work. So I text him. I'm like, did you watch Dynamite? He's like, no, sir. I was at work. I'm like, okay, let me know when you watch the show because he's trying to find the way to avoid spoilers. I don't know how he does it for three days. <laughs> and I want to know your reaction to the end of the show. So Saturday comes around and he texts me and he's texting me his, his thoughts on the show, whatever. And then he gets to the ending and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, I see you got to the end of the show. <laughs> so the end of the show was the announcement for the AEW World Championship exploding barbed wire death match. Yes, Woo-hoo! I those words. On a, on a podcast. On a trampoline. Not a trampoline. That was the, the last pay-per-view. Last we did that already. We did that already. <laughs> Kenny Omega defending against John Moxley. Style take it. Oh. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm I don't lose know you why. Like a half hour during this match. I, somebody's limb better fly off their body. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um... And I think Kenny Omega's going to win. <laughs> I'm going to lose you for like a half hour during this. That's the best part. Either that, or it's going to be a lot of, oh my God, holy fuck, holy shit. And then that weird facial thing, that, that like, wow emoji they send me all the time. Like, I'm so predictable, aren't I? It's, man, I love it, though. I absolutely love it. That's why I know you're into something. Because that's all I get for like 20 minutes. That's why I know you're into something. It's fun. <laughs> Zach. Exploding barbarian match. Um, I'm, I mean, boy, I had the same reaction of you guys. It's like, wow, that that really uh, got out of hand fast. But uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, I, first of all, sidebar. I I, I really want to see them put some effort in tonight. I'm making this thing just start sizzling to the point of where you you just are like, yes, the the barbed wire exploding death match is is 
God, I didn't even say that right. Exploding barbed wire deathmatch <laughs> is the is the right is the only place to go. I, I think they need to whether it's some sort of badass promo segment or you know some kind of hype video or something. I think you've got to put a little extra oomph tonight into making sure that that thing is ready for for the big match and and then yeah and then on on Sunday I'm just looking to see how the hell they pull it off you know and, and what they do I hope it, you know I, with these matches I'm always intrigued to to watch them of course but I, I never want them to cross over where it's like you're you're you kind of lose yourself from the story of the match and you just start worrying about okay I hope these guys are okay so hopefully yeah. they can balance hopefully yeah. they can balance that and if they in both Moxley and, and Omega are, are pros so I, I have no reason to think that they that they can't um so it should be a hell of a match and a a spectacle and, and something really intriguing to to, to watch. I, I I don't think I think Kenny Omega takes it here. Um, he's I mean the run his title run is kind of in its infancy and as he plays up the belt collector gimmick, they've got you know the New Japan partnership which opens up some opportunities for him. Um, I, I just think he still he still needs to ride that wave as as um as champion. So we'll see Moxley uh, do the favors. I, I would just say it's a missed opportunity. They didn't make it to title for title with New Japan. It's a missed opportunity, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I just thought about that because Moxley did retain. So, like, it's a missed opportunity. Um, John, go ahead. Right. Well, I've only seen one or two matches like this ever, uh, like, looking them up on YouTube. So I'm excited to see this done in an American promotion. Like, I think the only ones I've seen are Japanese um so it's 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 good it's different it's fresh uh i am very bored of normal hardcore matches i have been for about 15 years so this is exciting to me like oh my god they're actually going to do it this is crazy uh i see kenny omega winning as zach said his reign is only just beginning there's the whole belt collector thing he can um you know he's the link to japan so someone could come over to challenge him after this, you know, from New Japan. Um, so, yeah, Kenny Omega's got a win, right? And, and he's, he's got people there for him to help him cheat. <laughs> Don yeah. Callis can help him out. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is fully going to... Don Callis is going to get involved in some way, right? I, he has to. He, he has to. So, yeah. He was helping him prep. On uh, on dynamite this week, oh, well, last week so when you weird. heard it, <laughs> it was so bizarre. <laughs> that moment. Um, I actually have more experience of these matches playing the game Fire Pro Wrestling World <laughs> than seeing them actually in wrestling. <laughs> um, I- I'm going to give my pick of Omega. Obviously, the only thing I will say is they better sell this shit on television. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to see yeah. Omega on TV next Wednesday. I, I don't care if he wins. I don't want to see him on TV next Wednesday. He, he take the damn week off. <laughs> like, Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or have an update from the hospital. Or something. <laughs> something ridiculous. Like, don't have him on TV next Wednesday. I don't care if he's the champion. Give him the week off. Because <laughs> he's in a death match. He should not be. I don't care if he wins or loses. He should be there. Yeah. Honestly, I expect him to take some time off. I'm not sure how long um, before Renee gives birth. She looks extremely pregnant on her Instagram. Good point. I, I don't know when she's due. I think it's in the next couple of months. So it wouldn't shock me if he's like, I'm taking maternity leave early. It would not shock me whatsoever. Yeah. Why not? Knowing yeah. Moxley. So like, and this is his way out to give him some time off. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm going with this. Dad, go ahead. Um, looking at the promo in this, it reminded me of, of going back to the wrestling magazines of the 70s and watching, you know, looking at the pictures from all Japan 
uh, matches like that where Terry Funk was in it, and you see Terry mm-hmm. Funk, and he's just a bloody mess. Um, so what could be anywhere, said? <laughs> <laughs> That's just going to the store. That's Terry oh, Funk. <laughs> With that being said, uh, I think that Moxley is going to be the first one to bleed and probably bleed a lot. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, you know, Kenny's going to have his type of thing going on. Uh, so I'm going with Kenny Omega to win this one. And here's the thing with the, the partnership with New Japan and having him come over. What about setting up a match between Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi? I, I was oh. actually just thinking that. that could, they remember, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. That battle of the belt pay per view that they're mm-hmm. sound like they're doing. I would not shock me if Omega Ibushi is the main event of that show. I mean, if you look at it, former tag team partners, lovers, the Golden Lovers. Mm-hmm. Yep, former tag team partners now going against each other to see who is going to best who. And we we've seen what the matches they've done in in New Japan, and man, where they go like. 45, 50 minutes? It, it, their new G1 matches were amazing. Like, straight up. Like, <laughs> um, I, I, okay, we're, we're done with the pay-per-view. I forgot one thing in the notes. I completely <laughs> forgot about this. We did not discuss Paul White signing with AEW. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring that up. Bring that up. Um, Wait a minute. Could he be the TBA for the ladder match? No, 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 no. Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> it could happen. happen. Yeah, I don't know. They okay. said he's going to wrestle. I know, but I could see him doing like a weird random match against like MJF for some reason. I maybe, maybe. But like, um, Paul Wright joining AEW. Um, John, go ahead. I I think it's a good it's a good pick because it was it came out of the blue. I assumed he was just WWE for life at this point. Like that was pretty crazy yeah. how they managed to woo him away. Um, I guess he just wanted to test the waters with like doing commentary and things, and maybe WWE said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's like, well, fine, I'm going to go elsewhere. Because uh, that seems to be the main reason they've signed him is for this new sort of. Oh, wait, is it yeah. like is it like splitting dark into two because it's too long? Is I, that the idea? We'll find out when it airs. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no clue what it is <laughs> because they, it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of this. I assume they've gone right. Dark is too long because they're trying to you know they're trying to help people in the pandemic and like give indie wrestlers a platform. I respect yeah, but it is too long and I think everyone agrees with that. So maybe this is like well let's make two shows and then you can choose if you want to watch both, you know. <laughs> and it can give people some new experience. Maybe the second show is like the not to insult them but the lower tier. I can see that. It's called Evolution. So that's yeah, what it yeah. is. So um Zach, so, that's thoughts? cool. Yeah, I mean I think it's a, I mean I think it's a good move for them. It's just in terms of just getting people and talent that have, that have a lot of experience. And I think Big Show certainly, certainly has that. You don't know what he has left in the tank from an in-ring perspective. So, you know, you just got to, I think you're, you're banking on, okay, maybe he's got a little bit left and then, mm-hmm. Hey, what can he do for us as, as a, as a company? So that's, that's, I think the real story. And the other big story is not that AEW got him, but that WWE lost him. Like mm-hmm. you asked me to put, yeah on a count on one hand, the people that I never would have thought would, would kind of go out of the WWE bubble. I mean, he was on that list yep. and high up on it. So yep. the fact that he kind of made that call to move, it tells you that AW is, is, is making waves. And, and, mm-hmm. and you got to think if, if, if big shows making a move like that, when other talent on that on WWE roster, when their contracts come up, you know, 
AW is going to be something they consider. So um, that is the other the other big story that he just got away from WWE for whatever reason. And he was just on Raw, like he was just on yeah, Raw. yeah. And it wasn't. I mean, I know it wasn't well received, but it wasn't long ago that yeah. I'm assuming through WWE he got a goddamn show on Netflix. I'm sad it got canceled. I really like that show. Yeah. So I'm sad. maybe that was the final yeah. straw for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, <coughs> when 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 you sent me that graphic, I thought it was like from you know kayfabe news. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I just I honestly did not believe it, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I uh, just like everyone has said, like I really thought he was going to be a lifer and that was going to be it. And uh, I I read a rumor that you know he was offered that that legends contract and it just wasn't up to par to what he wanted true uh, funny part about that cell i was sitting taking a little breather from work just sitting now i'm not even like i'm not even hiding i'm more just taking a breather I had a busy day i'm just sitting down from it and my phone i'm talking to mandy and my phone buzzes and it's an email from aw and i'm like oh another announcement probably something to do with the stupid phone game or something i'm like wait what <laughs> paul right <Ryan. laughs> <Paul Ryan. laughs> i had to read it twice i couldn't believe what i was reading like, what is happening <laughs> When I first saw it, it wasn't the official page posting it, so I was like, nah, someone's joking. So I went all over the internet, like, ah, come on. <laughs> what? Like, I was so shocked. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I thought I was seeing it. But it came from AEW, so it had to be accurate. <laughs> it came from that. So, like, dude. It's God, wild. God. Your thoughts? Uh, this is a tremendous move for Paul White uh, because I think AEW is going to give him the recognition that he deserves, and for everything he's accomplished, they do. Treat you know, him if correctly. if Paul, if WWE didn't want him to do commentary, I mean, take a look. You got Samoa Joe, and I don't know how much longer Samoa Joe's got before he goes back into the ring. And if he felt that he couldn't or wasn't capable to do like commentary, and that just tells me that you know Vince and Triple H and people up there don't have the confidence in in him to do it. So if that's the way you're thinking and you don't want to hang on to someone like him, then it's like, okay, I'll, you know, I'm, there'll be greener pastures for me elsewhere and, you know, bye-bye. True. So I, my I, thing, did he get the form letter? You know, thank you for your future endeavors. And no, nothing bye. came out. Nothing came out. It literally was AEW now that he was there. WWE never acknowledged it. it I think weird. WWE forgot his contract was up or something. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, I just make sure we covered that before we get out of here. Let's get out of here now. <laughs> we are really long. I did not expect <laughs> so long. Um, Dad, what are we closing the show with? Hey, we're closing it with something from my era, the group called War, singing their hit Summer. Sure, why not? It's beautiful out here. Why not? Um, Sal, go. Uh, for more information on our show, including where you can listen, you can go to our website, theblakesalshow.com our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages, and comment or leave a rating and review like our beautiful friend, Matt, uh, and we will read it on the show. Yes, and we are part of the Wisconsin Podcast Association and the National Podcast Association. For more information, go to wisconsinpodcast.com. Um, Dad, say your thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure. And If you have a local independent wrestling organization in where you live, please patronize these people, but do so safely. You'll be amazed at what these young men and women can do when you go watch them, because their dream is to get to the upper edge line and get that brass ring and be hired or taken on as talent with a bigger company. And the moves that some of these people do is unbelievable. 
part gymnast, part entertainer, or part wrestler, you'll be amazed. So please, if you go to these type of organizations and, and patronize them, do so safely. Wash your hands, mask up, six feet apart. It, it, it's better to do it that way, and it's better for all of us. And don't shoot a video at the bar and put it up on Instagram with them. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I still feel aggravated about that. Um, John, plugs, go. Well, if you want to hear more of me for any reason whatsoever, which would make you pretty crazy, uh, I do two podcasts. I have Bat Minute, all about uh, the Batman movies. You can find that anywhere you get your podcasts or go to thebatminute.com. And I also have Hedvig, Inch by Angry Inch, about the rock and roll musical Hedvig and the Angry Inch, which is at hedvigpodcast.com. I'm not sure how much crossover there is between the fan bases of these things, but hey, I like all three of these. I like wrestling. <laughs> I like Batman. I like Hedvig, so there must be someone else. Hey, hey I spent my morning watching a, a Rent Anniversary show this morning. Before I yes. Started, so there you go. I get it. I, I literally watched a New York, the 25th anniversary of Rent at New York, New York City Workshop this morning and may have been crying my eyes out a little bit. So don't hey, worry. I do not blame you. John, I got a quick question for you, sir. Yep. How do you feel about the new Batman movie that's going to be coming out? Oh, I'm I'm very excited. I'm biased because I live in Liverpool, and that's where they've shot ninety percent of the movie. <laughs> so you know, you sometimes just go through town and be like, "Ah, oh, I know what you're doing over there. I can see what you're doing." GCPD jackets on, you know, Gotham. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, so I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I hope it's going to be different uh, to the Christopher Nolan ones. Uh, I don't know what angle they're going to take with it. Robert Pattinson, interesting choice. Let's see. Right. He's a good actor. Yep. We'll see where Back, it goes. Back plugs, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, a bit of blast as always, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, to hear more of me at pwtorch.com. It's, uh, you can find all uh, my audio, my, my, my audio there on a weekly basis, and also um, just pwtorch.com for your kind of your wrestling fix, news, show updates. We try to put some context behind all the all the happenings of uh, of the week and the day, and not just not just that this happened, but what does the happening mean? What does the news mean? And uh, we're really putting a, put an effort uh, to do that, and I think I think you really enjoy it. So pwtorch.com, and if you want to hear my VIP audio show on the canvas, it's an uh, uh, audio show rooted in uh, the art of wrestling, kind of harnessing the art of wrestling, diving into that. So not so much on who's going to win or who's going to lose, but how did it all work? How did it play out? What was the performance like? So we take a real deep dive into that every week. And to go VIP and, and check out that show and a host of other just great, uh, great stuff from Wade Keller all on down through a, just a really great contributor staff, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Um, and then give me a follow on Twitter while you're at it, at ZHadornTorch. Um, next week, we're going to look back at Revolution. We'll see what's going on. We'll also talk about the weird Shaq match that's happening on AEW tonight. We'll talk about it next week. But also, because the show went so long, um, I did have a segment that was supposed to be on the show. It was actually a live coverage from the um, Brewers um, spring training down in Arizona. We're going to bump that to next week, and we'll put it on next week's show. Because this show is already going really long. <laughs> so we'll put it next week. Um, that all being said, thank you, John. Thank you, Zach. This was fun. This is a lot of fun today. Thank, thank you, so you much. gentlemen. And thank you, guys. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. I'm Blake. So, I'm Mark. And um, mask up, everybody. Mask up and get your vaccinations. You've been listening to The Blake and Sal Show. Have a good day, everybody. We love you guys. Please be safe. Stay safe. It's great for all of us. See you. Bye. Bye.
Not doing GameStop. It's too expensive. Okay. But Dogecoin at four and a half cents a share is pretty damn good. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> so when when you jump when you jumped on stuff like that, it's like you didn't expect it to go up that that fast. No. Music. On purpose. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is that? That was weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yep. Yep. How you doing? Hang on a second. I got to intro you. <laughs> Hang on a second. I got to intro you. It's a thing. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? What the hell's going on here, Ted? <laughs> Technical difficulties. Get your shit together. Thank you so very much. Goodbye, and good night.